This episode of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast, is brought to you by Amasta Design. Servicing clients domestic and international, Amasta is here to help you through the different phases to transform your space into a reflection of you. Go to amastadesign.com. Amasta, spelled A-M-A-S-T-A, design.com. Rolling Press, a Brooklyn Park Slope-based business that can help you print books, magazines, zines, and comics for anyone who wants to start their own thing. Rolling Press, an eco-friendly printing company. Go to www.rollingpress.com. Rolex Creations, formerly Roro Cakes, a boutique paper floor shop creating unique custom-made blooms for your events, weddings, dinner parties, and or office or home decor. Check out Rolex Creations, spelled R-O-L-U-X-E, Creations, on Instagram and on Facebook. Last but not least, Pancake Studios, cuffing your audio recordings, production, mixing, and mastering needs. Pancake Studios, set at the heart of Brooklyn, also happens to be the home of To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. And when we started the podcast, Jonathan made a home for us here and continues to produce quality. Whether you're a musician, filmmaker, working in media like podcasting, look no further than Pancake Studios. Go to www.pancakestudios.net. To Be Continued is an adult podcast for adults by adults. We may talk about superheroes, sci-fi, comic books, and all sorts of similar crap like that, but we may use adult and frank language when we do so. This is not a podcast for kids, brothers and sisters. Enjoy. And welcome back. This is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast covering your fanboy passions. You're not going to learn anything, but if you stick around, you just might have some fun. I'm always learning something. <laughs> yeah, I know, because I'm a liar. I'm, a I'm always having fun. Fake news. <laughs> fake news. That's what I am. I'm the king of fake news. Uh, this is To Be Continued, a fanboy podcast. I'm Miguel Alejandro, one of your hosts. And Edward Ng here, and of course, uh, back with uh, here at the... Awesome Pancake Studios, um, our producer, Jonathan Vergara. And making a return to our show is That's our me. international correspondent, Anna Maria Stanimir Grimo, who hey I've always who I've always called either Stanimir or Princess because there's a little known story that uh, the princess thing came about because we were going to have little half-Chinese babies um, from okay. just like as in Torindo. Yep. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and they were all going to be called Turandot. One, two, three. One, two, three, whatever. And we, we have... figure out what to call the boy, though. And you're, and you're, <laughs> and you're, and you're coming to us uh, from Anisi, France. Yep. The beautiful called uh, the Venice of the Alps. That's us. And how is it in France out there? It's actually an amazing day for once. Like, we've actually got sunshine. I'm looking out the window, and it's pretty, pretty damn cool day. Yeah. We've been under the rain and snow for, like, months now. So Here, here in the U.S., we're on the 105th day of January. Yeah, oh, pretty much. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it felt that way until yesterday. It's a I long, had snow for my winter. birthday. Well, speaking of which, my birthday. Uh, belated happy birthday to you, Anna. Thank you. Um, you were born on the 11th, and as you're wearing right now, uh, our... Our listeners cannot see, but she's wearing her her uh, um, Star Wars Legends Are Born in April shirt with uh, that one. Lord Vader. Oh, uh, we uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun here today. Uh, this was kind of a spur of the moment for us kind of show because it was it's about it's gonna 
the meat of the show is going to be about the Netflix uh, science fiction television show, uh, Altered Carbon, which came out about two, two and a half months ago. And uh, it kind of passed me by, and it, it just was one of these things where it kind of built. I was seeing things online. I was seeing, <clears throat> um, you know, uh, fandom. I was seeing people re- recommend it to me. So I finally gave it a, a, a go, loved it, recommended it to Ed. Uh, John actually had seen it before, and Anna had also seen it. So we, uh, uh, Ed was like, let's bring Anna into the show. Um, I finished it, and and uh, the the Queen soundtrack kit just kept playing in my head over and over again. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yes, we'll get yes. to the reason as to why Queen has been playing. Well, I in my also head. well, I also told but you. I said here we are. I, yeah, I said to be kids. The the influences on this thing range from everything from you know. Uh, Obviously, the obviously the Matrix and Blade Runner, right down to Highlander. Uh, that'll be the meat of our show. But before we get into that, uh, today is April seventeenth uh, or the sixteenth. The seventeenth. It's April seventeenth, and unfortunately, uh, in did everybody new- pay their taxes? Uh, absolutely, we always pay our taxes. <laughs> we wouldn't be here otherwise. And uh, unfortunately, as long as uh, the two things that go along with taxes, uh, we have taxes and, of course, death. And unfortunately, uh, the past wow, few days... that's pretty smooth. <laughs> that's why I'm the Death host. and taxes, yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> smooth. Uh, I need to... I need to give me shaking my hand here. He was like... He was like Dude, I, I totally that's... set you up for that. <laughs> I didn't even see it coming. That's how... Yeah, exactly. I, I got to take, take what comes, go with the flow. Uh, if I could be serious, though. Um, unfortunately, the Grim Reaper was on a bit of a tear for the few days here. And um, we've lost a number of... Uh, People that, especially from the fanboy world, would would know, and even from the general uh, audience. Uh, so, Edward, uh, let's go down uh, our the unfortunately the first list of people. Uh, the, the, the first, first on one that really jumps out to me, and uh, that I've uh, posted on Instagram, was um, Arlie Army, um, who died. Arlie Army. If you um, aren't familiar with Arlie Army, then you're not alive. Well, um, then you haven't seen some incredible movies. Then you haven't. Yeah. Moved. Over the years, uh, Arlie Ermey, a uh, I like to call him America's drill sergeant. He really was. Uh, from uh, obviously uh, Full Metal Jacket mm-hmm. is probably his uh, biggest role, but he expanded into things like Seven. Oh, and it wasn't a role. He was really a drill sergeant. Yes, that oh, yeah. was. A, that's why I said he yeah, he yeah. he was a real Vietnam era drill sergeant, uh, Marine. Uh, but he had garnered this career as a character actor. Uh, a lot, like I said, a lot of a lot of really good. I'm trying to remember what film he did, even before Full Metal Jacket. Um, he had also played a, a a drill sergeant in another film. I'm trying to remember what the name of it is right now. But he he had he had this incredible charisma as that character but then he also was a damn good actor i i really i really enjoyed his performance and a voice actor too and a voice actor um had done a lot of video game stuff mm-hmm. you know a lot he played drill sergeants yeah. in many video games um uh he was in uh, he was in like a, a a modern version of star fox uh he had done the frighteners he had a, actually a very interesting career, and then he had a, a show on the History Channel where he talked about various weapons and uh, wep, you know army technology. History Channel's stuff. mail call, mail call, exactly. <laughs> uh, and he passed away uh, a, a, a few days back, and I think uh, you know he would have been remembered for Full Metal Jacket. Some of the that, most that already made him part some of the, the most quotable 
lines in cinematic history belong yeah. to him. Yeah, you know, from that like, movie. Uh, from everyone remember. I want to see your war face. Exactly. Well, here's the Private thing. Joker. Here, here, here's the thing, Anna. Let me ask you a question. I mean, like when uh, you've seen uh, or know of uh, Full Metal Jacket, right? Oh, sure. Now, sure. Uh, uh, now here's my question. As a film, uh, as a film, you know, uh, by the great, um, um, The Shining, um, Kubrick. Uh, Kubrick, Stanley um, Kubrick. Let I, I can I I'll be honest and tell you this: the most memorable parts of that film are the early parts, uh, with Ermy. With, with with the, is the, the Camp Lejeune the, the, the section, barracks, right? The, the Camp Lejeune stuff with right. D'Onofrio and uh, uh, and and Modine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I. The rest of the film doesn't really register much for me. No, because I agree it's, with yeah, you. Right. I completely agree right. with you. And a big part, he is a big part of that mm-hmm. as, right. the, as the character. Um, and so, you know, it's a sad, you know, it, it's, a, it's a sad thing, but he, he actually had a very full, very interesting life and career. Right. Uh, the next uh, person who unfortunately has also passed was. Uh, do you want to, do you have Tim O'Connor on, on, on your. Uh, yeah, Tim O'Connor, yes. Tim, okay. O'Connor. Tim O'Connor, who. Character actor. I've, I think from the, in the public eye, uh, we know him as uh, Doctor Doctor Hewer. Doctor Hewer from uh, Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century. Twenty <laughs> fifth century. <laughs> and um, I, to be honest, aside from that, I really don't know much about his work. And but he, you do because he was in. T- he was a character actor of immense breadth. He did everything. Cop shows, often scientists. Uh, I remember him from a guest starring in an episode of Wonder Woman. Where he was like, uh, like oh, a, he was like some sort of like Atlantean or like some alien or something. Uh, he had he had done tons of work like that. But yes, he's forever, just a character actor. But all for around. for uh, for guys our age, it, he'll always just be Buck Rogers' boss. Uh, and he passed. He was an older man when he was was he in his nineties when he passed? Right. Uh, yeah, he was like um, let me he see was here. up there. He had he had he had uh, because his career had spanned from. Uh, 90, TVs, yeah, yeah. Uh, in, uh, TV the from the the even the fifties mm-hmm. he was in. Yeah, uh, he was ninety years old. Yeah, and yeah. even then, like uh, when you said Tim O'Connor, I'm like, I, I'm like Tim O'Connor. I have to look him up. Oh, Doctor Hewer. Doctor Hewer, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I thought he he's just one of those guys. I thought he died. He passed a long time. A long yeah, time exactly. Ago. Like, you don't no, think no, no, about no. Yeah. Um, um, now also uh, I, about the I, I, about okay, just, just something humorous is that um, you know just Buck Rogers comes up and I'm like, who's smarter? Dr. Hewer or Dr. Theopolis? <laughs> well, is a human smarter than the. I, I, Anna, I don't know if you remember the old Buck Rogers show too much. I've never seen it. You've actually. never seen the Gil Gerard Buck what? Rogers show? No. It, no, you know, you've caught me. There's something I have not seen. I, and it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily great shakes. Uh, any love for it these days is very much just nostalgia because I've, I've gone back to it when it was like rebroadcast over the years on like the Sci Fi Channel or something, and. Uh, there's great promise in like its first few episodes being it's this, it is this late seventies, early eighties take on the Buck Rogers concept, which is again, just a man out of time, man from the modern age is, is brought into the future and sort of his lust for life is, is, you know, is kind of his edge as compared to, Hey, you got to lighten up Wilma. <laughs> Don't you know how to dance to some of this disco? This, this, Wait a minute, let me put this on. And of course, Anna, the other thing about the other thing about uh, about Buck Rogers, uh, the show that Tim O'Connor was on, was the fact that the women on it were just yeah. yeah the way you. you described it was borderline. It was borderline eighties porn. Por- uh, 80s porn it was borderline porn. Honestly, <laughs> um, if you ever see like uh, Brazilian carnival yeah. shots. 
that's there was a there was the good girl on the show who was Colonel Wilma, uh, Anna, and uh, they had her. Kind of made most... you want st- to sign up for the army. Is that it? <laughs> she had. They had this super cat suit kind of outfit, and the actress uh, is of course Aaron, Aaron Gray. Gray. Aaron Gray looked fabulous, but then. They had the villain girl, the main villain for like the first season or two. The love of your life. Uh, it was the princess, Princess Ardala. And I'm telling you, they dressed her like Carnival every episode. That level of skin showing and like a weekly TV series from late 70s, early 80s. Um, but again, it's, but, not, but, but, uh, it's I, not a great show. I mean, my whole question was that Dr. Theopolis right, was, yes. <laughs> was a little square... Round. Um, no, it was a, round. A, a, I'm sorry, a, re- a round um, mobile talking box. That like, Tweaky, just imagine a disc, okay? That Tweaky carried. Tweaky was no, a he, robot. Yeah, Tweaky, like a, a, midget, they... a midget robot that he carried around. <laughs> and uh, Tweaky wasn't, he didn't talk a lot for. No, 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 no. For, Tweaky talked a lot. No, but but that wasn't a, <laughs> but it wasn't like regular speech. It was. No, well, and then. Ed, do you remember who did the voice of Tweaky? I don't know. Oh, Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. My, Mel Blanc. So, yes, he did hey, do hey, a lot of hey, talking. Hey, Buck. Hey, you know, it's Buck. Like, so that's how he talked. But... Anna, let me put it this way, Anna. They were biting off of Star Wars yeah, big yeah, yeah. time. So what they basically did was they kind of reversed C-3PO mm. and R2. Right. The erudite and smart C-3PO type character was now just this disc, and the short robot who kind of looked like a midget C-3PO right. was the R2-D2 comedy relief guy. But my point guy. is that, you know... Uh, the 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 little disc that talked, his name was Doctor Theopolis. <laughs> Don't ne- never explain why. <laughs> and I'm like, so you you so let me get this straight. The future is ruled by the, by by light by, bright brown box that are Greek. <laughs> yeah, Greek <laughs> robots. No explanation of this, and then they kind of drop because and like, he was and he well, was Doctor He was boss. The Greeks will tell you that they invented everything. Right, right exactly. But uh, like that was the weird thing. And when the show. <laughs> When the show started, Anna, right, the whole idea was, like, um, humanity had, like, a council of these disc robots, these disc AIs, and they were making all of the decisions. Right. And that was one of the problems with the show. The show could never decide on anything. It was like, <laughs> first it was, the first idea, uh, idea Anna, was that Buck Rogers was, and the beginning, the, we, again, there's a lot of nostalgia, but the beginning of the Buck Rogers show is Classic. You've got William Conrad, uh, first alert frame, and you know, and uh, and Cannon, and he's doing the voiceover, and it's like dun 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 dun. dun. The year is 1987. America launches the last of its deep space probes, commanded by one Colonel William Buck Rogers. Suddenly, a freak accident freezes his life support systems, and Buck Rogers is put into an orbit. Hold on a second, guys. You're making me think. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna risk. Super ignorance here and say, isn't Buck Rogers Battlestar Galactica Buck Rogers? No, no, that's no. your thing of Starbuck. Right. Starbuck. Starbuck. By the right. way, same production people. Yep. When Battlestar Galactica Glenn went a. off the air, Glenn A. Larson rolls over into this. Yeah. Okay. Um, but but the bottom line is it like the about that opening, it rolls into like Oh, one of the greatest intros of all time, man. Come on. I'm gonna have to look at this now because obviously I'll send you the intro link and you're gonna laugh your ass off. So so yeah, um but Tim O'Connor will always have a place in my husband will appreciate the super hot women so Oh yes. Yeah, Buck Oh no, listen, Anna, the the pilot doesn't even have the 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 regular intro that Oh yeah us American kids are so familiar with, right? So 
So the pilot was basically there was it, the, the the theme was very, sung, and you have uh, it's um, very James Bond. It's yeah. very like James far Bond. Away, far away, far away, Where am I? What am I now? Anyway, that's yeah, that's Tim yeah. O'Connor. Let, so um, yeah, always uh, he will always have a place on let, our heart. Let, let us else? remember Tim O'Connor. Let's, who else? Has, who else? Uh, who else? Though, however, has um, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring out Harry Anderson. Yeah, who that, this is, was a as one. said on our Instagram, is a has been a fixture of my '80s childhood. Mm-hmm. And Night uh, Court, and you call them the Judge, right? Yeah, and you and you're Night referencing Court. Night Court. To me, he was always firstly the the guy who appeared on SNL doing magic tricks. The, well, whether, okay, whether but it was you, you know, that's because you you watched SNL, so that's for me. I actually saw it after meeting him on Night Court, mm. but I got introduced to SNL when I was like 18. And started having a sense of humor until then. <laughs> well, you know, um, ba- back in the day when Saturday, when it was called Saturday Night Live, yeah. and uh, they would have um, some featured players who would come on. Uh, sometimes they would do live shows. I mean, just like when they had um, Andy Kaufman come on with the with the the, the, the Victrola. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. Here, Harry Anderson with his with his hat, with his uh, uh, and his and his uh, tweed suit. Mm-hmm. He would just do magic tricks, and one really one magic trick that really <laughs> um, stood out were two of them actually. One which is he would take a spike and would like <laughs> just jab it right into his arm. You can hear the audience go, <gasps> "It's like don't worry, folks, this is just a trick, just a trick. It's a trick. It's just magic." And all, and of course the blood would come out. That like it's yeah. like this, it's just li- listen. It's just it's just it's and just then he like would raspberry. Start- Wait, wait, wait a, wait a minute. <laughs> right, he would keep he would keep doing it, and it, it would keep flowing, and then it was like he gets you know progressively like more worried. Uh, three tricks actually. So that's trick one. I think one famous trick he did was like he ate a bunny. He, he no, he ate a mouse, like a white mouse on on Saturday Night Live. Of course, that's magic. The one that re- the, the the one that really stands out also was that is... before or after Ozzy Osbourne's you know episode <laughs> on stage. <laughs> Who knows? He might have taken his lead by um, from from Ozzy. <laughs> the other one was, and this made my father laugh too. My father is an immigrant; he didn't speak a, a, a lick of English. But Harry was that kind of a guy, who he was a comedian and a magician on stage. So he does this whole thing where he's folding up like a dollar bill or or, or a hundred dollar bill. And he's saying, "Watch, watch." Takes his takes his um, uh, um, his jacket um, and just flares it out, and he's got a bunch of watches on it. Watch. <laughs> and my dad, your dad got that. My dad like, got that, and just started laughing. <laughs> By the way, Ed, it's nice to see that dad humor is the same right. all, all over, over the world. The world. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um and then Harry- he, of course he moves on to do um most of his eight um uh night court as a uh, Harry T Stone. Yeah, Judge Harry Stone. Who and was that went on from 90 from 80 84 to 92. To 92. And uh, I'm like, "Oh my god, was it on for that long?" Yeah, I know because yeah. I watched all those seasons. Uh I I will always say that like the last 3 seasons of that show like it kind of should have probably ended before by then. Right. Yeah. Um uh, Night Court was uh done by the same people who had done Barney Miller. And it yeah. shares a lot of the, same. of the same humor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially and, and even in that sense, it's very much a time capsule piece. Mm. And that's why it should have ended by ninety two, uh, before ninety two, because Barney Miller, when it started out, it was part of the whole really super yes. gritty era of New York City. Mm. 
So it was kind yeah. of not lampooning, but it was being, hey, let's at least have some fun with how crappy the city is. And Night Court kind of picked up the baton. Mm-hmm. You know, New York City was still high crime rate. But, you know, it got slicker as it went on. It was always wacky, but it got maybe too goofy by the end. But all of that regardless, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, he was such an important part of making that show work. Yeah. He was the... the the, the, his he had a straight man quality about too. No, like no, he was very and wacky, wacky at the same time. He was wacky, and you got to remember also, the biggest part of that was the interplay between him and John Larroquette. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a reason John Larroquette won all those Emmys. Yeah, I know. He deserved them, mm-hmm. you know. But he had uh, he had the 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 cast was all around Harry, uh, and you know, then he of course uh, he went on to have another sitcom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave, which lasted a few years, based on the writings of uh, columnist Dave Barry. Uh, and a lot of people will remember him as a member of the ABC version of Stephen King's It, mm-hmm. as one of the adult of the of the of those kids grown up. I just needed to point out that the last that when of that we saw of Harry T. Stone, Judge Harry T. Stone, was on Thirty Rock, right? So um, I, I think it was um, um, one of the characters. Needed to see. Oh, that's right. The the um um what what's what's what, the you, name? you were the thirty rock guy, man. The, the name of Fixit Felix. Um um what's his name? He's uh oh yeah he's he's the the, the country bumpkin actor and on, on NBC. Oh Again. god. Anyway, wait. They he needed to see how Night Court ended because <laughs> we never really got to see a real ending. It's like no not like uh, um uh I need to see that Marky Post. And and Harry got together, so they staged the whole thing. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, and Mac even showed up too. <laughs> That's horrible. But anyway, yeah, Harry T. Stone, um, Harry Anderson. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Harry, Harry Anderson, Anderson he, definitely. Um, and uh, the next name on the list is a is a huge uh, oh, is yeah, a huge yeah. name uh, from entertainment because we're talking about an Academy Award winning director, director Milos uh, Forman. Milos Forman passed as well. Wow. And, you know, yeah. uh, we're talking about Amadeus. We're talking about One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Um, did he did he direct the uh, did he direct the Andy Kaufman that movie? Did he direct? Yeah, the he Andy did movie? Man on the Moon. Right. So I mean, just a, a career that spanned like an amazing, you know, Larry uh, People versus Larry Flint. People uh, Larry, Larry Flint. Flint. Yeah. It versus Larry Flint. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, no. Some of my favorite movies are directed by this man. I'm, yeah, I'm kind seriously. of really sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you look at just his, you just look at Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Michael Douglas wanting to bring that to the screen, um, getting the rights. Um, so many iconic scenes in that film. And again, the cast of, the cast of Cuckoo's Nest is just, I mean, you look All back star. at it. Yeah, he, Chris, he, Chris he Lloyd. Dis- he discovered, I, I don't know if you guys care about this, but he kind of discovered Annette Benning. He put her in a movie called Valmont, which was a, a sort of second version of Dangerous Liaisons, which right. came out like almost at the same time as, as um, what's her name, Glenn Close and version, John right. Malcolm. Yeah. And I loved Annette Benning as Madame de, what's her name, the Countess. Anyway, so, um, yeah, and Valmont was, was played by some like hot looking guy too, which I kind of thought <laughs> was not as good an actor as John Malkovich was, but it kind of fit the, you know, stereotype better. But anyway, so yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, just a legendary director who, I mean, well, the son of Amadeus, a, I mean, alone, the son of Amadeus a, is huge. Yeah. He's a son of a, a 1984 Hol- movie. Holocaust, Holocaust survivors. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. And then went on to, to direct some really great films. You know? I mean, yeah, without a doubt. And, and you know, a, I don't think anything he ever did was ever like 
trashed. No. I mean, even no. things even things that were right. not like yeah. necessarily the biggest of hits. Uh, no one ever liked doubted his his um, his ability as a director. Uh, and you know, I mean, come on, it, any one of those movies, any director would love to have is like, yeah, hey, that's my big hit. I did Cuckoo's Nest, but he did Cuckoo's Nest. <laughs> he did The People versus Larry Flint. He did Amadeus. Um, so um, without a doubt, what, and that's uh, and Man on the Moon, which by the way, it's the first time you see Jim Carrey being serious. And I thought that was brilliant. I think that I mean that started serious? his road onto just being that um, uh, that method that method actor that he's he's really turned well, once into. Once you get once you get a certain level of fame, fortune, you can take chances. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that that's 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 uh, that's our uh, that is the the end of the the people who have passed. Mm-hmm. And I just felt that we kind of felt the need to at least mention. Then in passing, he, he did have one questionable, just one questionable okay, decision in his whole life. I have to say it. I mean, Amadeus, Amadeus, Amadeus. <laughs> who, who, who hires Falco for this? <laughs> okay. Uh, thank there, you for the I laugh. Thank you for the laugh, Adam. Vienna calling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, if if we will, for all those people who have passed, uh, we uh, uh, Tim O'Carter, uh, Milos Forman, um, Arlie Har- Army, Harry and Arlie Army, uh, a moment of silence here on TBC for uh, some great ones who have passed. Okay. Uh, so as I mentioned at the I top of the f- start of the uh, at the top of the show, uh, we're here today to talk about Altered Carbon, which uh, had its premiere on Netflix a few months back. And uh, as I said in the in that little intro, I kind of it had kind of passed me by. And uh, once I got into it, I really got into the show. Like I, I gave it its you know. Uh, is the first episode gonna, gonna gonna grab me? It did, and then I was in for the entire ride. I I, I said, Ed, you've got to watch this. Uh, Ed found out that Anna had seen it. John had also seen it before me. Which this is a, this is a rarity, man. But there are and other shows I want to do. I know we're doing Altered Carbon, but I I I am advocating for Big Mouth to do a show on Big Mouth. Don't even know what that is. What is that? Uh, it's on Netflix. It's so funny. Keel okay. and Peel. Okay. Sorry. Oh, I didn't even know. Oh, I didn't even right. know it was a Key and Peel. We're we're huge fans. Um anyway. but anyway, uh the, yeah, this episode is going to be on Altered Carbon. Uh the ten part series uh on Netflix is based on uh a science the, fiction no, novel by Richard novel, K. Morgan. Richard K. Morgan of the same name, which uh, uh, came out in uh, 2002, got a lot of uh, won a lot of awards. The Phil K., Phil K. Dick Award, and it's funny, that was one of the first things after watching them. Like this is the, act, the first episode because you, know, you was starting this starting anything for me is never easy, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, well, you got time constraints, yeah. Yeah, and then and then after watching, just slowly crawling through the first episode, I'm like, okay, I'm following this. I'm get uh, I'm in. Miguel, I'm in. I even texted you, and I said, it's grabbed me, and it's got a very Phil K. Dick thing going on, and you said, well, it won the Phil K. Dick <laughs> Award. <laughs> um, but this is a, it's a first of a trilogy. Of, well, the of, novels, of novels were, the novels were, uh, the, the novels are a trilogy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can, I guess we can assume that we can, uh, uh, 
they'll follow those novels. But again, that's not a given. That is not a given. It very well could be one of these cases where it uh, they decide to go off in their own areas mm-hmm. or they take ideas and, you know, I don't think this necessarily has to be a slave. It should say something like as a Game of Thrones. Um, uh it had At been least a- the, the books are all out. Yeah, exactly. exactly. As you as you mentioned, there's no there's no <laughs> I'm, waiting. I'm kind of upset because I just read the update about Volume Six still not being ready. So, so sorry, that's like a. Small we're all waiting. Coming. We're all waiting yeah. for for everything. We're waiting for 2019. Waiting for Winds of Winter and all the rest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the the uh, Altered Carbon uh, uh, in 2002 it made enough of a splash that you know. Uh, uh, it was going to be optioned. Uh, uh, eventually, uh, Leda Calogridis, Calo- uh, uh, the showrunner, uh, was the showrunner. Uh, had been trying to uh, uh, create it. Uh, finally, got you know with this world of streaming, uh, got the got the backing, got the the funds to realize this world because as a science fiction cyberpunk thing, it's a, an expensive it's thing an to expensive do. Expensive thing to do, yeah. Uh, and they got a uh, Game of Thrones alum, uh, uh, Miguel. Um, uh, uh, Sapochnik as the uh, to direct the pilot episode, and um, let us get into what this show is and what it is about. It, chronic, it chronicles the adventures of uh, of Takeshi Kovacs, <laughs> a Japanese Hungarian um, military uh, 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 special ops. Uh, envoy, envoy, in a faraway future where. Come on, guys! It's it's about making hot men and women that are extremely talented do great work. And oh, and nudity. Lots of lots of schlong. Lots of schlong. Not for kids. Not for kids. Not for kids. Not for kids at all. Um, and uh, basically, you know, the novel and and the series take place in a very cyberpunk influenced world, uh, where. It is a future where people at the at the year of one years old, uh, at the age of one years old, get a, what they call a stack put in the back of their in their body at the back of their neck, that essentially is now the host of their consciousness. Humanity is basically has the ability to to be immortal right. in that sense, where their consciousness is downloaded or uploaded into this disc right on the base of their neck. And uh, if that thing goes, if that thing gets destroyed, then you're then it's a true death. Unless, yeah. unless you get backed up, <laughs> right? Unless yes, you get exactly. backed up. Which is which in the in uh, goddamn you, Apple. As every all know, everyone needs to be backed up cloud, on the cloud. More, in the cloud, right? uh, you can say something, John. Um, it brings a whole new meaning to like these life sentences where they're like, you get one thousand years in prison. Now they can do this, you know? Right. It that. does. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. Then yeah. that get that plays into it's the show, and um, yeah. uh, it's a it's a sort Pretty of true. dystopian sci-fi world. It is very in the show, and I think probably the book too is very influenced by a lot of very you know a lot of uh, science fiction that you know has come before it. Obviously, Blade Runner. You there's there's the Matrix. There's total definitely re- Total Recall. Total Recall. Neuromancer. Mm-hmm. Um, Dollhouse. 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 You know, there's a little firefly in there. Dude, there's Ghost there's in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. In there. Go, yeah, there's Ghost def- in the Shell. There's ghost a in the great Shell. Big Ghost in the Shell issue. Akira. Yeah, um, the one thing that Shell I want to point out is uh, when uh, Takeshi Kovacs and his sister, when they're children, okay, uh, already that I'm like, that's Grave of the Fireflies um, for me, where you have two children oh, who, yeah. Are, yeah. Who, yeah. who had to just survive. Yeah, and so it's this dystopian world. It's an interesting take on ideas that, you know, 
I mean, they have space flight, but they talk about the idea that, well, we've they took the they really the 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 original story idea from the original author is he came up with this concept and then he really thought through things like what are the ramifications, mm-hmm. you know, the idea of like, well, ah, well, space travel, well, if we could transmit via you know some so, something if you could set up something where there is a body on another planet. And you could just, as they say, needle cast right, right, right. or, you know, download yourself into another, you know, into that body. Then that sort of removes a lot of the issues of like warp drives and, you know, time dilation and all the rest of that stuff. So that that was very interesting. And then he also took the idea of what it would be on society. Uh, you know, the idea of, you know, extending life. Mm-hmm. What are people's various views on that? Now, the, the stacks themselves, they're uh, of alien design. I, they're, no, I, they're of alien metal. Yeah, that 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 the idea is that they discovered, which is something else in, in the show, is that it's this big science fiction thing, and in this first season anyway, and also in the first book, they don't really get into the space alien thing. No. Although uh, I do know that a difference between the books and the show are that there are elements in the show that were not in the first book but are did get introduced later. Mm-hmm. So it shows you that they're probably aiming towards, you know, doing those stories. You know, we have the quote unquote elder civilization that is talked so about. For, for, by the way, you, this this is a point and I'm sorry to bring this up. But but for those of you who haven't seen the show and are, are listening to us right now, when you do watch Altered Carbon, pay attention to how many moons are in the sky. And that's going to help you a lot. Figure out where you are <laughs> in the universe. Yes. Yes, there is. There's a lot of... Because is... it's not the Sequoia Forest we're talking about. Here, <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and um, uh, the, the they have this the thing called the Elder Civilization, which in the books they call them the Martians. And they're not Martians, actually Martians. They just call them that because that's where they discovered them. But they do know that they were actually some kind of galactic-faring uh, race that at some point had landed on Mars. And then that does become uh, part of uh, later stories. Uh, it, it There's a lot of, it's very stylishly done. I want one of those trees. And you want one of the elder, you know, the older universe trees. Of, again, again. I just want one fruit. If I can have just one fruit, just one that'd fruit. be cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful show. At, uh, at its heart, though, it's, it's noir. It yeah, is yeah. a noir yeah, detective the gum, the gum story. It is the right. gumshoe, you know, the 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 guy that gets caught up in a mystery of some kind, uh, who in many ways doesn't want to even be involved, mm-hmm. <laughs> but is dragged into it uh, via you know his own issues, his own weaknesses, his own you know his own you know, and pretty much from ground zero, it's like, what's going on? And there's always a mystery. That needs to be untangled and unraveled, and and so here you have the the, the this antihero antagonist Takeshi Kovacs um, in this the sleeve of this white man, with right? This, yes. this gorgeous body. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, now you're starting to worm me here. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the things he's not the... as good looking as you, honey. Oh, oh thank, you don't, don't, thank you. He doesn't or, need. Or he... He doesn't need the ego boost, Anna. He doesn't need the ego boost. Uh, But the show... Sometimes. uh, um, One of the things about that, as we mentioned, is, is again, people's consciences are held in these things called stacks, and they trade up bodies um, 
sometimes when necessary, sometimes when they have the means, because not everyone they make up they make a good point of mm-hmm. showing that the haves and the have-nots in this world. Uh, one of the ramifications of what this technology is, because obviously people who are rich or can afford more, afford more bodies, more storage, mm-hmm. more you know everything, and if someone can and technically never die. Stuff then you're talking about the accumulation of wealth, power, and influence not over one lifetime, but over Over centuries. And that's a very important backdrop um, in this universe because the disparity between between, um, the the haves and the have-nots, here you have, um, like, but it's pretty... Talk about the 1% of the universe. Right, you know, and in this case, it's like, oh, no, this is this our universe, but on speed, you know. Steroids, without a doubt. And um, you can wake up. Um, and be six year old and wake up and you're in the body of like a like uh, an eighty year old woman. woman. Yeah, exactly. An which is, what, which is what we saw. Yeah, or or again going back to the to the wealth, it's the idea that you know you can accumulate all this wealth and power in our world. Our even world. the most even the most you know wealthy and powerful wealthy person. And powerful person. Oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Can what do we got here? Put an end point there. Put an point there. No. Okay. No, we're we're okay. getting because we're, we're, we're getting an echo here. Yeah, we're getting echo. Yeah. Yeah. I when, got a. Yeah. When will then be now? Soon. <laughs> <laughs> what am I looking at? You're looking at now. I want to go to then. <laughs> when will then be now? Soon. Soon. <laughs> are we Are we good here? Gosh, and we need to yeah. keep that. I'm surrounded by assholes. <laughs> <laughs> what I say every day. Uh, getting back on track. Um, you know, yes, sir. <laughs> in our in our in our world, uh, one of the things uh, uh, you know about that world, uh, sim- you know, that is so different from ours is the fact, uh, as John mentioned, inheritance. Um, in a normal life, a man or a woman acquires his wealth, acquires his power. You know, even among the powerful, death is that evener of all of us. It's that great equalizer. Here's a world where a man never has to turn his company or his wealth over to his children. And again, the story deals with those ramifications. What is what is that going to do? You know, when you are literally, if you're in your 60s and you're still waiting for dad to hand over the keys to the company to you, you know, there's going to be a stunting. It, it deals with a lot of that. Uh, and that was what I really liked about it. It dealt with, like, the ramifications of their idea mm-hmm. uh, through multiple levels. However... Um, Also relationships. I mean, I think one of the big, big things here, you know, certainly in terms of, you know, male, female or any kind of serious mono... Monogamous relationships. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not just mono, it could be... Anyway, how do you deal with, you know, being with the same person for like hundreds of years you know like what are you ready to accept like what's the contract is rewritten right uh-huh. you know you have like new rules uh, new honey i'm tired of your body it's time for you to to, to slip into a new sleeve. oh my god there it's is that one movie. scene where yeah stick stick your wife stick in me, your right? wife in me and i was yeah. like jesus i was like <laughs> yeah i was like yeah it's probably how it would be <laughs> unfortunately um it, there, i like that the show does not take a moralist view on anything it doesn't take anyone's side Really, because even Takeshi has his he's struggles with the idea of, you know, his his uh, uh, we'll get into his like his hallucinations where he's talking to his lost love. And, you know, they were fighting against this uh, system and he tells she's, uh, you know, hallucination tells him, you know, well, love is forever. 
and he says, well, why can't we be? Maybe you were wrong. Maybe we should, maybe, you know, we, we fought for nothing, that this was inevitable anyway, and we should that, live forever if it's possible. Now, that's, that that may be true, but at the same time, uh, the one thing that they want to adhere to is the, is the, the rule of law. And this is where, this is why I want to get into the mystery part aspect of the show mm-hmm. is, um, because the laws have a certain consequence in this in the backdrop of this universe, mm-hmm. right? Because here you have Takeshi Kovacs. He wakes up and he, and already he's being uh, uh, hired to solve a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, now, why is he solving this mystery? Someone's been murdered. Uh, meanwhile, there's also quote the, unquote quote unquote murdered, quote, unquote, murdered right? <laughs> meanwhile, there's also this idea that uh, uh, there's a law that though the haves have nots are pushing for um, about uh, because you have uh, which also bleeds into it's well, a, it's, it's a religious aspect thing. Of it's this. a religious aspect right. where this neo-Catholic Church essentially mm-hmm. is sort of against the idea of uh, of, this bringing, idea? of bringing people back right. for the purpose of testifying against those right. who murdered them. Right. This is if they, because the police are, the police want to have that access. Mm-hmm. They're like, we, why should we let someone go if we could possibly catch a murderer, someone mm-hmm. who's going to, you know, and yet. And that presents a problem. And that does present a problem because you have this balance between, you know, justice and religious freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, I don't think the show really takes that much of a, it kind of just presents. No, but you can be programmed to not be brought back. You, you can say, be coded and say yeah, no, you could say you and that was the that, whole that, that, the whole idea. And that was the, the whole idea. The police that regardless wanted, of regardless police, of who, yeah. regardless of your coding, you should be able to be brought back because the, if you were murdered, then the point is we got to catch the murderer and punish him, regardless and of what so, your religious feelings are. You know, right? No, and and with a very interesting. And right? it brings up a very, it, well, yes, you can choose, but it brings up a very interesting question. At least for me, it was very interesting in the sense that, well, if you're a murderer and you know that people who are religiously coded are not going to be brought back, then it becomes about, you know, picking on certain religious coding people. Right. So or, not everybody gets murdered right? because well, some people do get to be brought back. It's just those that are coded Catholic or Muslim or, you know, Jewish or those that are serious about, you know, one life, one body. And so it becomes very interesting ramification, like you said, about justice. It becomes about killing off the sort of They would be the prime people to be victimized or, exactly. or, to, or as in the case, fraud using that if you could right. find a way to code someone who wasn't coded. Right. And then say, well, I've, that's the perfect crime. I kill them. And they say, oh, no, he's coded. Uh, we can't bring him back. So there's no way, you know. Which is essentially yeah. a part of a big part of the mystery that doesn't come uh, revealed until the end. Now, uh, before we go uh, into any more of the show, uh, let's just uh, and which, and sure. this is, will be the way we'll go through the show. Is uh, let's go down the 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 cast of characters and the actors who uh, who played them. Uh, I think this is an incredibly strong cast. Uh, I, I did not find for myself any false notes in any of the performances. I mean, even when I, th- even the one person I say who is chewing scenery, it's tasty ham. It's great ham. Um, uh, did anyone here have any issues with any of the cast or anyone, uh, a- a- any performances per se? Issues of performance? No, but like there is, eventually we'll get to a maybe section the of the show. Maybe the characters yeah, yeah, yeah. is not so much performance. Yeah. So let's start out with uh, the main, quote unquote, main character who. And a show it's about a identity, character. it's very hard. Yeah, exactly. We have a main character that is per- portrayed by not one, but not two, two not three, but four separate actors play Takeshi. Right. 
in this in the show. We've got original wrestling. We've got Takeshi as a boy. Yeah. Takeshi as a boy, Takeshi as Takeshi a man. Takeshi as an as man. Asian man. We've got him in his second Asian body, because that's who he dies in is not his original body. Right. Yeah. And then oh, we've really? got him. Yes, yeah. You, yeah, you noticed that. And then the, the finally, the main actor who plays the character that we're following, uh, Joel Kinnaman, uh, as the Takeshi who is uh, brought back. Present. Uh, quote, unquote, in the present. That's what I love about the show, by the way, is that it oh, when the show started, it was 250 years in the future. Then he dies, and we're another two hundred fifty years. <laughs> I was like, I was at when I knew I was like, oh, this show is might be trying it's, me it, because like they're it's like there to really the f f with your head. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. like, so, oh, they don't even let me get my bearings. You're, you're you're laughing, but my husband saw this twice, and he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, all right, you got to think of it in terms of one, two, three, and four in terms of chronology. And like one, two, three, and four could be bodies, but then it gets more complicated because one, two, three, and four could be different bodies. So you have a one A, a two B, a three C, <laughs> you know. And, and he's like, I, I, I just, just, just stop hitting pause. I'm going to try. To get it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot to follow it, and they trust the audience to be able to follow it, which I think is is a, a hallmark of good writing, because they're it like, is. we don't have to spoon feed you. We're going to. Uh, slowly un, un, um, unleash upon you the plot points and the story yeah. and the character things that matter. And that's and, what they and, did with, with Joel Kinnaman as Takeshi because the yeah. show starts and he's already... Um, well, jo- first off, Joel, Joel Kinnaman, Joel Kinnaman uh, who firstly of Robocop, uh, the, 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 the reboot, and then we see him, we, we, uh, he makes his, uh, his big splash in Hollywood um, as Rick Flagg in Suicide Squad. Uh, and then, oh, don't, well, wait, wait, well, of course. Yeah, I was going to mention House of Cards next. And for me, uh, there were a lot of people who knew him even before all of that mm-hmm. from AMC's The Killing. Okay. Yes, uh, yeah. that was me. That was exactly. And and by the way, uh, Anna, can I ask you? Like, do you remember what he looked like when that first season of The Killing? Not he's, like this. No. <laughs> he, he had a very like he's a cop, but he looked like a junkie to me. Yeah, he, he was very I mean, gaunt. That was his, yeah, this is role very was gaunt, very, very, very dirty. I mean, that doesn't change dirty. much from now, actually. But, but yeah, dirty in a different way, like the kind of dirty you don't want to. Yeah. He's he's yeah. just one of these actors who um, now I I pointed out in, in uh, Superman too. Was he in Superman? Isn't he the, the Man the of Steel? Superman? Superman. What are you Superman. talking about? I'm making a joke. He looks just like Harry Cavill to me. Okay, all right. All okay, right. we're moving on. No, <laughs> he's missing the doohickey in the hair. Yeah. Who has a better body, though? I think it's an equal on those two guys because Kinnaman, that they was have, one of the... I think they're neck to neck. I'm like... are you asking me to kick either one out of my bed? Of course not. <laughs> to make a choice? You gotta make a choice. Here's the difference, though. Here is the difference. Um, Cavill has, he does have that very... I would, I would call him a pretty book, boy. Yeah. I would call him a pretty boy. He's manly, but he's more pretty boy. Kinnaman is a, oh, really? a rougher. He's a more... <laughs> Kinnaman has more of a Steve McQueen kind yeah. of appeal. Well, I said to... He's a little rougher around uh, the edges. I, 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 I said to... By my, the way, and you know how you know he's a rough around the edges? Have you seen Kinnaman's wife? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anna, have you I ever said you seen picture. Kinnaman's wife? No, I sent you that I, picture. I, I'm afraid of what's... Fu- what? Yeah, well, well... She's but... Here's the burden of... of right, here's let me a, say if I would kick her out of my bed. Here's the here's burden of Swedish people in general, right? They're, they're just <laughs> ridiculously gorgeous-looking people. And, oh, and they really are. Kinnaman, they Kinnaman really, who really is are. Swedish, right? Um, now, Kinnaman, uh, you look at his face, and he's got a very uh, uh, everyman quality. 
you look at him, you go, wow, this is that's some American looking guy. But he's not American. He's he's, <laughs> he's got sweet. the accent down. And and um, House of Cards is is one of those performances where you go, wow, he can play a straight up American here. And and uh, because you and I, we went back and forth. Ooh, about, that's his wife. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> and uh, her name. Her name. Her name is her name? Is it Kissa Kinnaman or something? Something like that. And she oh, was, by the way, Anna. By the way, Anna. She's beautiful. She's you beautiful. had to choose. Uh, Kinnaman, William Lee, who, by the way, if you look at his body, that's yeah. And no, then we... you got the, and then you have uh, the Kinnaman's wife. Who are you going to kick out? <laughs> you get to kick out. You you get to kick out two. I, I don't know. I got a really big bed. <laughs> <laughs> Party at Anna's per- bed. Perfect answer, Anna. Perfect answer. <laughs> Legends you're, are born on in April. Yeah, uh, but uh, let me just say, let me just say, kudos to your husband. He's a very lucky man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, but um. Uh, Kinnaman, um, this this really was his because all those other things kind of more supporting. He's not like he was never the main guy no. other than RoboCop, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, which I I'm one of those few guys that I I didn't think th- it was great, but I didn't think the RoboCop reboot was horrible mm-hmm. either. And I thought he was actually really good in the part in the role. And here's this very big uh, starring piece for him, and I just think he really knocks it out of the park. Uh, performance and not just the the look of it even though I go I I went back and I said to you I want this guy to be the next Wolverine I swear to god I if if they casted him as the next Logan pff, I'm all for it but it's the performance that he gets because there there, there are these uh, moments where he's just just um just tortured and and emoting yeah com- like at the end that com- scene of him Talking to the the the, uh, the hallucination he's having about, about oh my god his, his lost love Fal- Falconer, and it's I felt it I was like this is good stuff but then he's also very funny yeah he's very charming yeah. he plays he, the antihero stuff of the badass mm-hmm. thing is very well mm-hmm. I mean Anna don't take this wrong I don't like anybody <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly this is one of the best moments or, like, or uh, you know what you I don't know care what, about anybody you know what my favorite moments. If, uh, you know that 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 of badass moments because they're you know you can divide it into like uh, you know oh dramatic stuff romance stuff blah blah when he's getting tortured and they pull him out oh of the torture God. and he wakes up <laughs> and he's talking to those guys and it's like he was like he's like who the fuck do you think I am? He says, look inside my mind. Is this guy this body has it been off world? That was off world, right? I'm SeaTac. All right, we're investigating this <laughs> stuff. First, the guy, the the guy who uh, the guy who frees me, he lives. Everyone else here is gonna fucking die, and you can just see them <laughs> yeah, working it them through. Down. It's just yeah. a beautiful moment, and then it's just so badass the way he just takes them all out. Yep. And I you know, agree. no mercy, no anything. Just like you go, oh, this is. You know, they talk up like, oh, what what are these envoys? What do they do? And you realize, oh, they, they're they're Sherlock Holmes types. They they take in all information and use it to the to, you know and then combat training on top of that. It was a great scene and Kinnaman he really he really delivers, you know, all of this sort of like this world weary guy who is on the he's been screwed over. He's on the edge of total cynicism. But as as a, he's a protagonist and I think this might be a change from the books. I think he might be a little more amoral in mm-hmm. the books. Because he doesn't even in the books, by the way, Anna. Um, that relationship with Quell Falconer—that's not in the books. He okay. is not. He is not a former rebel. There, that is something added, which I think was smart. It does make him more appealing 
as a character. There's more of a I can root for this guy sort of. Well, quality. it's less mercenary, also, right? Because yeah, because it yeah, makes exactly. him. Yeah. It makes him. It explains kind of his like. You know, I love the co- the comment where he says, you know, she offered me a family. And I think that's really important because when everything else around you, I mean, think about this. You know, this guy sees his sister 5,000 different ways before he actually sees his sister, <laughs> right? right? And, and we can get into that afterwards. But and so, you know, I think family is a really big, big issue and a really big deal in, in this in this uh, in this um, storyline. And I think it's very cool that he says, you know, she offered me a place to be she 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 gave me my identity and, and you know she created a family for me that i never had before and i think that it's very cool that in a world where like yeah people are shifting everything bodies. you know yeah. everything is yeah everything you know is being challenged right the thing that you hang on to the most is what you choose mm-hmm. right exactly exactly and th- that goes to the, the one of the things of, of of choice versus you know something that's natural a, a, a brother sister bond Right. And then something that is developed that is not necessarily. And that's basically what it comes down to. He's caught between those two loyalties, uh, a blood loyalty mm-hmm. and then a loyalty to something, an ideal and someone that he loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he is uh, he's fun. He's funny. He's a badass. It's a star making turn. I think that more than anything he's done up until this point, this shows you what Joel Kinnaman can do as an actor. I, I wanted to my, make. I wanted to make my it... favorite moment. Sorry for a minute. Okay, uh, okay, uh, okay, my okay. my favorite moment of his per- performance, if I may, and it's it's like one of those things where you're like his voice is like completely even, all around, right? And what you what you're seeing from his performance is like little twitches in their face or like things in the body, but his voice remains this sort of like common constant and i love that because for me it evokes the sort of like almost you know robot training that they get to become c-tech that you kind of never lose he says this at one point he's like do you know what they do to make someone like me you know they they take them apart completely Mm. and they strip you know all morality and all you know uh compassion and all empathy and and then you get a c-tech soldier and and the way that he he shows it is through this like sort of really even constant like you don't see him screaming at anybody he doesn't ever lose it he's not like temperamental you know it's this sort of like really fantastic you know even you know even if his insults are kind of like you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know you kind of don't know if he's joking or not because it's the same like even voice and I and that was my favorite part of his performance I thought that was brilliant and he's very relatable he's very relatable every situation that he gets in. Even though he's a guy, you know, it's crazy when you think about it. This is a man who is like, I, I trained bodies and I was, you know, I've been trained as a soldier and a rebel. And, you know, I've been broadcast across the universe. No matter what, every time he was in a situation, I could see on his face, even though he was ready to prepare for it, there was this kind of like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. He had that sort of like level of like, I, I cannot fucking believe I'm involved in this situation right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, no matter, no matter, no matter what it was, and that was very, very noir pi. You know, that is very. You know, I mean, I knew it was noir pi when he gets to the AI hotel, and that's just like every other noir yeah. story of the pi who either took the case or didn't take the case, and the you know the 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 bad guys have decided to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and that hotel protects him. He's like, please, you know, just, just. I can I offer, offer you all the amenities. Just, just, just you know, pay me. <laughs> five, four, three. Uh, but uh, the character works. Uh, him as Takeshi works. Uh, but you know, that's you mentioned. You know, we 
there are other there are other versions of Takeshi. Well, it's, and this is something that's very interesting because we're we're basing this off of um, what's on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. You have the main cast, and there are a lot of um, like there there there's a main casting, and then there's recurring. And William Lee, who is the original Takeshi, Takeshi Kovach, he's in a recurring section. And this is something that's sort of been um, a bit of a, a, a huge discussion with me and Miguel, um, because one of the things that um, is kind of troublesome about this idea, even though it's not that troublesome at the same time, Takeshi Kovach, who, uh, as, as, as portrayed by William Lee, William Lee is, um, he, you may know him from um, the, the Wolverine movie with, uh, with Hugh Jackman. He, sure. He played the ninja. The, yep. the, the ninja that they just injected into the story. He was the original Silver Samurai. And the Silver Samurai, right, the original Silver Samurai. He was supposed right. to be Silver Samurai. Now, uh, which is you... a shame that he was wasted. You know, you see him in this, and then you think about, ah, oh, man, they really wasted him in Wolverine. Yeah, you know, and and that's something because William, maybe it's because William Lee has a, doesn't have a huge um, background in acting because he's a he's a stunt guy, right? He's a martial artist stunt guy. Um, but still, like, you know, I can't help but notice that maybe there's this is a a, a, um, a symptom of a larger problem in Hollywood, which is it's it's whitewashing. Uh, ultimately, <laughs> you don't get to see Takeshi Kovach uh, as an Asian man until the seventh episode, which is well, a great no, episode. You, That's you, not true. You see. No, no, no. Like, you, I mean, episode? I'm talking about like a full on episode. Again, I understand this story, because of the way the story is crafted, um, you have uh, Takeshi Kovach. He's in in, in uh, he different phases, different phases, and different identities. Um, and the most prominent one, which is him as as white man, right? Right. Yeah. But still, like the idea that oh, you know what? We'll just we'll just have to we we just have to just push the uh, the, the the Asian identity thing yeah, a little bit more into the into the foreground than anything. Jim say something gay. <laughs> we have a thing called blackface. <laughs> You're upset because of yellow face. I'm not upset. See, the, here's, here's the thing, Jim. I'm not that. I'm not. I'm not upset. But I'm just saying that this is listen. This, it's an this, Asian character, I, and they put a white man on an Asian character. <laughs> Listen, if if I may, I kind of feel like William Lee almost did a better job being Takeshi Kovach at times, and I or just and as I honestly, good as a job, right? Just, I I found him to be just as convincing as 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 um, Kinnaman, and not only just as convincing, but it's because you see him as William Lee that you get him as Kinnaman. If right. that makes any sense, that's that's the first thing. Yeah. But but for me, this show was absolutely brilliant on that level because. Takeshi Kovach, let's talk about this. I mean, he's half Czech, half Japanese. <laughs> do we re- do we really have that kind of mixture today, you know, running like, you know, all over the place? You you really don't. And 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 there's a sort of mixture of races that is happening. You know, t- think about the the uh Lizzie. Lizzie, who's like half black and half white. Now I uh-huh. know that there's right. there's a lot of, you know. Anyway, I think today more than ever before, we have a lot of mixing of, of, of races. But I think that the show brings it even to a step further. Mm-hmm. For example, think about the fact that you've got the Arab police guy, I can't think of his name, Samir. who's talking in Arabic, Samir, who's talking in Arabic, and uh, Ortega, who's speaking in Spanish, and Takeshi, <laughs> who like at some point will like pronounce a couple of Japanese words, and everybody understands. Right. And you totally get the fact that everybody understands because language is no longer an issue. 
you could talk whatever you want because we've become sort of this like digitally, you know, programmed thing. You can almost imagine them downloading, you know, all of the languages of the world and everybody speaks whatever the hell they want, whether it's English or, and I loved, loved that moment. I thought that was brilliant. It's no longer an issue of race. It's an issue of money. I think that more than in I, any other show, it's about, you know. I have to bring this up though. There's a scene where, and we'll get to um, our, our, um, our next um, actor or character, um, James Perf- uh, uh, Purfoy, who yeah. is uh, as as Bancroft as Lawrence uh, Bancroft. So they're up in their castle up in the sky, and they're having that party. Um, and then um, Vernon, Verniella, who's Vernon, who's uh, um, uh, a, a black actor, who's sort of like a sidekick to um, to Ke- to Keshi Kovach. To Keshi Kovach, yeah. And Bancroft is like, excuse me. But who is that? <laughs> yeah, and you can't help but like you know he's. It has to be race. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a racial thing. See, but that then, just you, then you, just, oh, you did also but, have the. But character. that's 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 a cool thing, isn't it? Because right. the, the the message that's being sent there, it's not about race for everybody. It's about race for those who have had money right. and who have had you know th- you know hundreds of years to maintain their sort of supremacy. And they were assholes in the beginning. They're going to be assholes until the end. <laughs> and that's brilliant in this story, isn't it? Because the thing about it is that, you know, these stacks may permit you to switch bodies, but the character yeah. that you have within you doesn't. All the inherent right? flaws are still there, which is almost what the ending of the, the mystery kind of alludes to. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and, and the fact that you're an asshole and you're changing bodies is only going to make you be more of an asshole because you become <laughs> crazy. Yep. Right. That's part of the, the, the message that is being sent as well. And I thought that was brilliant. Well, I mean, I, oh, my God, but uh, let's let's uh, let's yeah, yeah, well, let's let's pivot well, off that right. um, because, um, you know, we brought up the uh, the uh, one of the other characters. And so uh, the tasty ham is provided by James Perfoy. Um, All right, so I need to know, did he, like, wear a piece, you know, <laughs> because, because, bam, hello. Like, and it's like, you've seen Rome. I have, I have seen Rome, but the thing is, you know, like, it's not like, bam, you know, like, it was here. This is just, like, it was. Well, well, like, well, Anna, I'd, I'd like to tasty mention. Tasty ham, let's tasty, talk about <laughs> it was tasty. Well, 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 Anna, one of the things about that scene that I thought was so amazing, because, um, yeah, I'm a guy, I don't expect that either, <laughs> most of the time when I'm watching a show. But it fit the character. It does. It he totally was does. literally a dick swinger. It he does. needed to I, come I, into the situation and I'm be like, around I have no, <laughs> here it is, here I am, look at it. Well, <laughs> Drink well, it well, all in, people. One of the other things about the characterizations of, of the, um, yeah, I hate to use uh, uh, antagonists or villains per se, but the lifestyles of, of of those that he portrays, you know, which are the really powerful, the really rich, eating those tigers. Oh my! The, when they say, when they consume and 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 like you know, or or even if they're paying for paying for the sex or whatever, it's it goes to really dark places. It's, it it's not just a matter of of oh, I'm just going to have my time with her. I'm going to have my time with whoever the hell I want and do whatever yeah. I and want I'm, however you know. I want and as the show pro- progresses mm-hmm. because that's one of the things about his Bancroft is they talk about now he did have a moral code he did have a moral center it was being slowly cor- first it was but even beyond that you right. know he has that whole thing where he's giving hope to people you know granted someone could say that that was right. ego feeding mm-hmm. his ego but even he again he's still going through being in a body that mm-hmm. gets decomposing from a right. from a, a genetic bomb or something some sort of uh, some sort of disease 
And he I think he tries. He tries very hard to hold on to his humanity. It's, I really do think so. Yeah. You know, and I, I do think that what he does might not be full-fledged honest, but I think there's a part of him who goes, if I don't do this, I'm going to become even worse. Like, he kind of sees himself sinking in to a deep, dark despair, going well, I, to a place I, I, that he's crossing I would, the line. I don't think... I See, that I here's what I would, I, I would uh, adjust that just slightly, would be... <laughs> He doesn't, it is, this life is corroding him morally. He is going down and it's over such a long period of time. He doesn't even see it. Cause at the end, he even says that he says, oh, we're, we're, we're destroying each other. He says something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, but he, again, he is a guy that he wants to, he wants to think of himself as, you know, as a, you know, a, you know, an oblige noblai, you know, of, I don't know, the, 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 the Latin saying is oblige noblige is quid pro quo, the sort of like that he has all this power, but he also wants to be a benefactor to many people. Um, well, it's also the, uh, there's, there's the, the God, God megalomania, the God complex, yeah. megalomania. It's like, yeah, I'm, I am a God. You know, that's how he sees himself. And, um, living in an Olympus above the clouds. Oh, totally. He's Zeus, like 150,000%. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, how many children does Zeus have? I mean, we can actually go through this and do like the actual homework, but he's got 12 <laughs> with Hera, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. And very much. And, and, Mary, and Miriam, by the way, is a very, very religious, you know, biblical name. Kind of name. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, she's probably one of the original. I don't remember who the wife of, of whom she is, actually. I, I have to look that That's up. That's way back in one of those begot, begot sort of situations. It's it's ancient testament. Yeah, old, yeah. Ancient, old testament. But as Jesus. far as the plot goes, um, his murder is pretty much what sets off the story. And yeah. he's just there to, to... And the question becomes a question of, you know, he brings Kovacs in to investigate this mm -hmm. because it's been recommended to him by someone, which then comes back later how that actually right. uh, comes about. And the idea is that, well, maybe he killed himself. No one knows how he actually died. He, uh, because of the way the system is set up, he can sort of download himself back from the cloud. But this, how the circumstances were, he was missing that- 48 hours. 48 hours from that download moment or whatever. Yeah. And so he brings Kovac in. He's a, he's a person who's lived very long, but he's- He's very nostalgic for the old ways as compared to how things have changed over 500 years. And uh, he's a gray character, but Purfoy's performance, like I said, you know, Kinnaman is very low key. And Purfoy is like, he's in another movie and yet it works for me. <laughs> it does work because, you know, he's very, uh, Mr. Kovacs, yes. Mm, yeah. He's very Sydney Greenstreet. He's very Sydney Greenstreet from like the Maltese Falcon. Well, I can't, I can't help but feel that maybe hmm. he's kind of been type typecasted since he was in Rome uh, where. Or he, the following. Or he the plays following, a lot yeah. of those kind of characters. Right. He's, he, but he's one of those guys, again, you, you want scenery chewing? Mm -hmm. What's Purfoy doing this weekend? That's, that's, what, that's what, and you know he put, you know it's not uh, Someone tell him, uh, please, uh, he's in the room right now. Please tell him to put his pants on. Exactly. <laughs> but that's one of the things. He can, he's one of those actors who can deliver that on a quality level. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not just that, you know, it's like, oh, that's kind of crappy scenery. It's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm liking the voices. I'm liking, you know, all the, you know, his, his tone and everything. Um, um, and again, a very interesting character because you kind of, I didn't know what to think of him at any time because he takes 
he he zigs and he zags. And yeah, like for most of it, I mean, we as the audience, we go, "Oh, this despicable." He's disgusting. He's, he's gonna get his. He's gonna he's get his, and you know, guy, oh, right? okay, I see. I, I actually, I actually asked myself a different question. If I'm and uh, and I think maybe you know, we're 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 good people. You know, uh, we, I think people generally are good people. I think that they have bad moments. But one of the things that I not me. <laughs> I completely gonna... ask my no, but I completely ask myself if I was in Bancroft's situation where I've been around for 350 years or 60 or what, however many years, and and I had the money and the position and the power that I had, you know, would I would would I be different? Yeah, like it's a really it's a really big question, and and it goes back to how you're what what you are at the at the very at beginning the core of you. Your, mm-hmm. at the core of you, right? And what um, and how corrosive that long life with no. Here's one of the things about it. Life without death means life without, um, not complications, but um, limits. There's no sort of like, I'm not going to do this. Here it's like, uh, yeah, maybe I'll beat up a hooker. I mean, it takes a certain kind of person in a world where bodies <laughs> don't matter. If you could live what? to 900. Sorry, because Miguel brought this up. Miguel, let me ask you if you knew. You're ultra rich. Could live forever. The temp it was the temp is the temptation there though. That's the <laughs> no, thing. No, I Every, wouldn't. People, now again, we say we want. All, everyone wants to think about that. Everyone would like to think of themselves that they would be that. However, no, I think I'd have other issues, but I think that there's a very big like violence question to be asked out of this whole like show. You know, because it's it's funny. Like I'm I'm not a I'm not a saint, and I'm sure that I'd have like other you know quacks in my head after 360 years of living. But personally, I don't think that violence would be one of them. I think that it takes there's 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 this, there's a sort of complete complete you know um, a lack of respect for anything that's corporeal anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I, Unless, which, which would which I think would be a real a, a reality of something you would have to deal with. In the circumstances of the show, you know, yeah. that that, OK, there are no consequences. We are already living in a world where many rich and powerful people do not yeah. have to deal with consequences. Now yeah. we've taken away death <laughs> and not only and it death just becomes for them, boredom it and, just not, becomes and not boredom. The death for them, but death for their victims. Mm-hmm. Death for the victims. Exactly. You know, because you can they can always tell themselves. That he says that at one point, he goes, if he destroys the sleeve, he just buys her a new one. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, yeah, it brings up a lot. There's a lot of these moral quandaries, and his character is is very much the focus on and on, on that. Um, for, for for me, the most fucked up scene, by the way, in the whole well, there's a couple, but one of the most fucked up scenes in the whole series is where the ma- the husband and the wife have to beat each other. I was going to bring that up <laughs> because it's it comes to a point where um where gladiatorial okay, combat are, is back. Yeah, where literally um are we we don't have souls anymore. We've sold it off. Um, th- this is how we live our lives from, from from here on in. Now, what does it become? It's like um, uh, it's the marketplace. Uh, what do I do for the rest of my life because I don't have a soul? You know, um, which is very well. It's the commod. It's commodifying. Yeah, it's commodifying I mean, the human body. There's some heavy duty like marital like issues in that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I love that. It's like you guys are married. You fight to the death. But the only one who because, really and rede- how old are your kids? Five and nine. Yeah, the only redeeming—they're not used to it yet. Yeah. The only redeeming factor is Takeshi Kovacs, who says, 
take my winnings. They can both have, um, and just give it to you them. Got, yeah, they, they knew what they were doing with Takeshi. They made you like him, you know, on so many um, Can we get to Martha Higuereta at this point? Abs- we will get to, yes, Abby, uh, because, uh, um, you know, as often as the, the gumshoe private eye often has an ally. Be still my heart. In the, uh, oh, my God. In, on the police force. And here we have um, uh, Martha Higuereta as uh, Kristen Ortega. Or as Ed says, uh, what we need in the future uh, is more cyborgs. Latin, Latina cyborgs. Latina cyborgs. They're the future, people. <laughs> they are the future. Um, I have never <laughs> seen her in anything. Me neither. Uh, and... According to what I read, like, okay, she auditioned for Itumama Tambien, but didn't get the role, but pretty much that's it, mm. you know? And um, and then she's, because... Uh, she's working Spanish language TV. Yeah, 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 pretty much. Uh, and my lord, I mean, as a man, I'll just get this out of the way. Um, <laughs> a man. She's, <laughs> she is just, I mean, hot fire. And I was telling, I was talking to Ed as an Asian this. man, I would say she's just completely All caliente. Right, so I'm gonna need a new bed because there's a lot of people that I can't throw out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, you know, you're gonna have to put it's in good another thing mattress. I'm an interior designer. I'm just gonna <laughs> get myself a big ass. You know, what, 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 are, what are one of those ones? What are the ones that fold into the wall? What are they called? <laughs> The, Mur- the Murphy beds. Yes, yeah, Murphy no, beds. Like, you have a couple, you're you know? gonna need about five of those. Exactly. <laughs> she is. She's. Uh, but me and Ed talked about this a little uh, before we get into the rest of the character. Was, um, you know, the casual nudity on the show, um, both men and women. But let's be honest, a, 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 a gratuitous, a not a, a, casual. Uh, no, I don't know if a gratuitous. Uh, I, 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 I always felt that this played into its world it played into the the, the seduction it played into the 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 avarice it, it's a very the, netflix um, no thing. it's that bodies don't matter yeah i really think that That's i think perfect, that it's yeah. not gratuitous at all i think that they just honestly like have this like vision i mean you can see ortega being a little different about how she's dealing with this because she's catholic but at least you know, that, well, let me clarify she... that because I think because it's Netflix, because it's streaming, right? Because it's not network TV. And I've said, I've said to you, Miguel, this show can easily not work. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If it goes oh, yeah. on network TV, there's forget a, it. It'll there's fall a flat. Bit, there's a bit yeah. of a threading of the needle with the show. Yeah. Um, even on Netflix. Right. Uh, and I talked to you before about how the, you know, as someone who wanted to be an actor at one point, I, I was looking at her, um, her performance is great. She's a solid actress. Mm. Um, you really, you're on the side of the character. You enjoy the character. She's funny, but she's tough. She's dealing with a lot of mm. issues at home. She goes through her arc, the things that happen to this character oh my in, this God. Movie, in the show. But, you know, then there is that casual nudity. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I, you know, yeah, sure, Joel Klinerman showed his man ass fine, you know, but it's just not the same as... You know, when the sister puts her woman. sleeve on, uh, yeah, that was uncomfortable. His, his sister is like way naked throughout the whole thing, and yeah. it's not her first time either. I have to think of where I saw her before. She was on Dollhouse. Uh, that's the first that's time I've seen her. Right? Okay. Um, that's, that's Joss Whedon's uh, yeah, Dollhouse. Yeah, yeah. And but you know, I was thinking about um, uh, 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 Martha Agareta as as Ortega, and I'm thinking, you know, for a woman as an actress, you know, in order to do this show, that was probably like number one thing. They probably said. Are you are you willing to do full frontal nudity? And you know, I just think it's I don't think it's I don't honestly I honestly don't think that it's comfortable for any actor. I mean, unless you're Harvey Cartel, Harvey Cartel, <laughs> Harvey and then Cartel. that's Harvey, a whole Harvey, story. the king Harvey, of schlongs. Yeah, Har- Harvey, Harvey, and, <laughs> Harvey and poor. I don't boy. think there's a movie they're... where he doesn't show himself. You know, let's put it that way. But oh yeah, that is Pulp, pulp Fiction. He doesn't show himself. Yeah, in that's pulp true. Fiction, that's true. But, but it is it is a, it's a it's it's something where I thought I 
was sometimes a little uncomfortable just because I sure. liked her so much and I, and I was invested in her as a character and then you know sure. you like the actress. Um but but man what a what a what a great character. Um uh-huh. tough as nails. <laughs> That's what he wanted to say. <laughs> We're gonna say you put character on this. <laughs> yeah no 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 because she was she was she was gorgeous. She was hot fire seductive but vulnerable uh, reserved. Reserved but could also I mean come mm-hmm. on that scene where she she, when she gets her cyborg arm and she starts, you know, getting answers out of her lieutenant, you know, the captain there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is just like, you know, pounds and it into the wall. Can, can I just say that um, uh, there are these scenes where she literally just had her, you know, that scene in the hospital, right? She literally just had her arm ripped off and replaced. Next scene, she's in a fight for her life again. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And yeah. Like, well, you know, put, them, put these characters through so much. Yeah, they go through a bit of a. There, there's a lot of a ringer, and you know her whole, oh, yeah. her her whole. Are, are, oh, what 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 John? Talk about putting someone through so much, and like her whole family's. Yeah, oh, it is. The, the, it, the family the being children. was rough. That yeah. thing was yeah. That was really rough. Yeah. I, as a woman, just as a parenthesis in all of this, as a woman, I really enjoyed that. For for the. Uh, there, there have been you other shows, her but family getting killed. No, 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 no. It was a, it was a parenthesis in that comment. It was about going back to the sexual thing, where like the full frontal, it's not just the women anymore. And I have to say, as a woman, as uncomfortable it is to see full frontal women, I kind of got uncomfortable about full frontal males as well. You right. know, there's something dirty about not having your husband in front of you. You know, <laughs> at that I understand. Moment. I can understand. So, and, that. And, 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 and at the same time, you know, with the theme of bodies don't matter and with the theme of religion and with the theme of, well, if you're going to do it to a girl, you're going to do it to a guy as yeah. well. Mm. Kind of, you know, it's, it's it was good, equal you know, opportunity. What's good for the goose. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. Right. You know, Absolutely. And, and we were getting lots of ganders, <laughs> lots of ganders, <laughs> you know, uh, and uh, her character, you know, they, they, they went through a lot of pains to show, again, it's a slow reveal of a lot of things. Her father, yeah. then we get into the... I mean, let's let's talk about the, the grandmother coming back. The grandmother was the best scene with like <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the skinhead that shows up to your house and she's like, what? It's just tattoos. You've seen them. I, lo- I love that whole, that, that whole thing where it was like, uh, well, she knocked the guy. I was like, what are you... Hey, you got to take this guy away. And I was like, man, you know, there's no one doing anything this weekend anyway. It's a holiday. And so she gets the idea. It was like... Okay, let me, you know, let, you know, I might as well. Let me bring back grandma. Bring grandma. Listen, Mija, <laughs> I want you to promise me, don't bring me back. Don't bring me back. <laughs> um, that, but that actor, hey, by the way. I'm peeing standing up. I'm peeing standing, I'm peeing standing, peeing standing up. But <laughs> I, I just wanted to bring, um, because you know, we're talking about the Ortega fa- or, or Ortega's family. The mother? Uh, um, the mother. mother. And that culture with the, the Day of the Dead. Uh, the, the Dia yes. de, 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 de los Muertos. Dia de, yeah, de right? los so, Muertos. Um, which is very important to the whole concept and of of what's being tied in here. It's, it's and how we conceive death. Well, uh, well, that's yeah, that's a good point. And not uh, just Catholicism. This right? is and not just there's a lot of cultures that have always had either some celebration of mm-hmm. or veneration of people who have passed and the belief that those spirits are somehow. I mean, it's all it's Shintoism. Yeah. I mean, it's it's reincarnation Hinduism. I mean, you know, there are all of these sort of things. Um, and here is the idea of a world where that is made concrete and real. Yeah. We are not just leaving. It's like, oh, what do we do? Oh, we're, we're doing this for the spirit of grandma. Mm. Now it's, 
We're doing this for the spirit of grandma. Oh, and by the way, the spirit of grandma is going to be here by like three. <laughs> <laughs> this this isn't Coco. This isn't Disney. Yeah, Disney's not, Coco. It's not Coco. Uh, and her character is very much, you know, because, you know, she's got this. She's a cop. She's Catholic. She understands and is sensitive to the people around her who are religious. Mm. Her partner who is Islamic. Her mother who is a, is a devout Catholic. But as a cop, she is, uh, Mama, I think we should you know, we to get justice for people, we should be able to to, to bring, bring them, them back. And that's why I say the show is sort of it's not presenting a one size fits all morality and saying you should hate everything. Even Ortega is saying, no, no, there's an upside to this stack technology. There is something to be said about now being able to do this and bring justice to people. And that's no small thing. Um, seeing, seeing as how, you know, throughout this series, every character, we see how many injustices people go through, even in this future, just, uh, uh dystopian world. Um, well, but it's, don't you, don't you think it's also a really interesting religious comment in the sense that you've got for thousands of years now, people that are really fighting for the soul and the afterlife and what's going to happen once your body's dead, right? It's the afterlife that's important. The soul goes on heaven, earth, part, purgatory, you know, 60 virgins, whatever you want. And, and for once, you're calling out religion on the fact that, okay, well, once the body is dead and the afterlife can have a, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's day, you know, even that, that's not good, right? You're no longer, that, that's not good either because it's really about one body, one life, and the afterlife has to be spent in a computer. <laughs> it, yeah, it's you the know, cloud. I mean, <laughs> in the cloud. No one understands the cloud. <laughs> uh, you, you know, the show brings up a lot of things about the nature of humanity, and our next character um, that also brings up this thing is our student of humanity on the show, our data, if you will, uh, Poe, Chris oh. Connor Poe. as Edgar Poe, the manager slash AI system that runs the Raven. The Raven. Uh, the, I... the the the. Uh, the sort of um, no. the headquarters that Kovach sort of uh, 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 bivouacs and out. I, I in wonder this, whether you know when I first saw them, like the Raven. Okay, it's uh, Nevermore. What is that? What is that a commentary on? Nevermore and what? You know, like Nevermore. Nevermore death. Well, I, we're talking about Edgar Allan Poe here. Obviously, is, mm. is the is the template here. And I mean, an American author. And By the way, no one knows how he died. <laughs> but I'm saying uh, an American author whose work revolved around death yeah yeah no but i think i think adds on to something because his his poem the raven you know the the raven keeps repeating nevermore 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 that's the only thing that he says right then he keeps tapping tapping gently rapping rapping at my you know kitchen door door, chamber chamber door you know nevermore nevermore what nevermore like it's it's actually i think that's brilliant and 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 it's and and what is and what is it a poem about it's a poem about a man who is mourning mourning the death, death of, of, of his love, uh, great yeah. love of, of his, his life. Yeah. Um, and so I'll tell you what we get more of: Gatling guns from the ceiling. <laughs> well, that was let's, how let's I let's talk about wait, wait, the hotel that's room. That's how I sold <laughs> the this, hotel lobby. That's how I sold you on this show, though. I said because I told you, I said, okay, I want you to imagine, you know, detective story. You know, the 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 the, the gumshoe was getting beat up. And instead, it's an AI hotel with laser Gatling guns. <laughs> and Ed was like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> and then I was like texting you real time. I'm like, dude, Gatling guns from the ceiling. I'm down. Like, I'm so. I'm, I mean, Poe so is just cool. a wonderfully cool character. The performer, uh, Con- I mean, uh, 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 Chris Connor, I mean, he's wonderfully charming. Mm-hmm. 
uh, which seems to be the case of any any actor who's playing a hologram based character has got to say you got Robert Ricardo as 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 the Please doctor the on, on and you know. I love that moment where Kovach in in his body, in Riker's body, as you know, we didn't even talk about that fact that um, Ortega's ex-love yes, is the body that Kovach is in, which is part of the whole right. conspiracy that nice of how that goes. Uh, you know, which got into all things of her. You know, who is she falling in love with? She is she is she? Oh, is it only because it looks like her ex? Or, or not her, and not even her ex. Obsession. This man that I had, mean, she had did, lost. did she did she really cheat on her fiance? Given that she was having sex with his body, yeah, yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> that gets into a whole question, baby, baby. You know, he looked exactly. I guess like technically, you can say that an Asian man got you know got to have it with Ortega. You know, I don't. You know, know. you know. Hey, well, you know, one thing about the show is Vicarious. that we. It, I always say that about the show oh. in defense of things is that you know, you know, Kovach, original recipe Kovach, when is an Asian body, he's a badass, but. How many times do we see an Asian man get to make love to a white woman or a woman of Actually, any other race? Actually, you see it in the, you see it in the first episode. Right, you see it in you know, when he's in the shower or a black woman. When he's in and the shower, the, and when... then and then the love of his life, mm-hmm. we see uh, Falcon or she's a black body. Um, yes. You know, uh, that's just a little side thing. But getting right, back right, right. To, to to Edgar Poe, um, who by the way is very his role is very intricate, like very yes. integral, yeah. very important yeah. to this story. Because, um, uh, as we know from the the ending of the plot, he sets off. He sets He's off. Tank. He well, yeah. He sets off the the the, the device or the, the 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 animus or whatever you want to call it that takes care of everything at the end. Yeah, yeah. he he's, he trains Lizzie. Yep. Uh, and then you right. also, I mean, first of all, again, like, again, that whole scene of, like, you know, they explain, it's like, oh, you're going into an AI hotel. And it's like, yeah. And, you know, Kovacs, is, he's been out of circulation, so he does not, it's right. like, yeah. And it's like, what's the problem? It's like, uh, well, you know, uh, their program is a little glitchy, and they, they tend to <laughs> No one really, goes there. Because they're just way too into you. They're like, wait. And you <laughs> see this sort of thing, like. What was it? No, but they even explain like no one's ever been to one in a hundred years. Yeah, they said something like that. It's yeah. a long time. Like, no because... one's been to one in a hundred years. And it's like yeah, because they're just too. But how are they still open? I <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There were some questions about that, yeah, but yeah. like, so that whole scene where it's like he's just happy to have a customer. Yeah. yeah. So that when he is getting the crap kicked out of him. That that's so subtle. That's sort of like. Do you prefer this or this room? And that room is giving him the options. And, that, and then it's like you know, I can extend to you full amenities <laughs> if you just sign on the. Like he's trying to t- like, and Kovach being the envoy, that you know, he puts it together. He, he gets it. Yeah. And it's like it's like yeah, I probably could use a little help right about now. And then he becomes his, you know. I don't want to say he's his Watson. Sidekick. No, 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 It's no. not quite sidekick. It's not quite, like, I would say uh, Elliot is more the Elliot, sidekick. Elliot's a sidekick. But there is, I think he really plays more the, uh, if this is a gumshoe story, he's the sassy talking secretary. No, he's like the R2-D2 of, of Altered Carbon. Because R2-D2 is always the, like, you know, he, like, sticks out his little, like, pro right, yeah, and, like, you know, know, toys around. But I think, I think, the, the, you know, sen- I think, I think and... in the sense of something more like, again, a detective story where, again, that whole thing, like, there's a guy in your office. I told you not to let anybody into my office. That's kind uh, of the it... same dynamic that they have. I think that kind of diminishes it, though, because, you know, you have the conversations where he's at the at the at at their poker table with the AI With the other AIs. Right. So, you know, you find that... He's done that, some dirty work. Well, Poe has a morality. You know, Poe yeah. po has a morality. He's Here he is, he's training um, um, Lizzie, you know, um, giving her the ability to protect herself, mm-hmm. giving her the ability, giving her voice back, right? Mm-hmm. 
Which she does, which he does. But it's also that he dies an honorable death at the end. She tells me, you're the most human person, uh, you know, I've ever met. And Mm -hmm. because, you know, he's, he's, he's fascinated with, I think, and this what humans are. Yeah, Yeah, I think that this would be an intelligent machine who doesn't have the same, you know, experience as we do. Mm. Uh, You know, a lot of writers like to write that, the idea that, well... Ah, yes, we like data. Well, yes, the idea that a, 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 a something that ha- would be programmed would be very interested maybe in something that, if it had some kind of sentience, would say, mm. well, mm. you guys have a lot of programming, too. We have our instincts. We have our genetics. Mm. It says, but, wow, what, what you, you go of your out of your way a lot of the times to I, just go against everything you... you're programmed for. Which is, I, it... I kind of feel like all AI questions really go down to one basic, you know, big issue. Who's teaching them? Right. Because an AI, whatever conscience you are going to create, he's going to need to learn. Right. Well, the big question that that AIs, um, I think, eventually lead up to is, well, what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Which is pretty much a core of what we are. Why are we here? What is my purpose? Sure. Absolutely. But I think one of the cool things about the show that you don't get an answer to, but that I really loved is that the AI who the guy who programmed the AI for the drone is obviously not the same guy who programmed the AI for the Raven. Mm. Right. And based on the programming that you give the AI, they're going to learn things in a different way. So you can learn it like the 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 stiff prick or the, the what do you call it? The, the the black guy who gets basically Yeah, uh, the AI uh, that gets the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The AI that gets killed, right? He doesn't have the same learning parameters as Poe does. And I think that's very very cool because uh, again, one of the big, you know, big questions or big themes for me of this of this series is the education that you receive is you actually integral. <laughs> can I? Can, by the way, you, you um, Tasty some, ham. I think that's something that you that we sort of missed here is uh, the the, the Rawling disease, right? The Rawling yeah. disease is alien in um by nature, right? It's from no, no, no. That's what um um that remember was that that was did she come up with that? That was what. I think no, it's, a, it's, no it's, it's in the it's book. It's a SeaTac. It's a SeaTac people that created in order to drive crazy all the envoys. I thought that they had. Um, oh right, that, right. I'm just, I, I thought that it was Falconer, but she'd come up with something else. That no, no, it's the SeaTac people who actually invented it. I thought they contracted that in like an alien on an alien world. No, that no, was they meant. To, they meant to do. That's why oh, they okay. went nuts and started killing each other. Oh, they, yeah, and they and they basically give it to his sister. At least that's how I understood it. They gave it to Takeshi's sister, and she's the one who uploaded it into the program mm-hmm. that was able to diffuse it. Or version B, which is probably more likely, is that they tried to send it on the planet as they would any other, you know, source code or information. And it was diffused to all of the people within like a 10 mile radius. Mm-hmm. And Takeshi and Falconer were not on site at that moment. Mm-hmm. So they didn't contract it. Uh, um, so uh, uh, let's go to the next character uh, that I'd like to go because uh, you, we, we brought Raylene, her up and she's a huge part of this story is Takeshi's sister. Uh, sister. Raylene. Kawahara, Kawahara. Kawahara. Uh, played by uh, the beautiful, uh, I don't know how to po- how to pronounce the first name, but I will say Deshen Lachman, um, who is a, uh, I believe, a New Zealand actress. Um, she's half Asian, uh, I, I believe. German that. and Tibetan descent. Oh, she's ger- German and Tibetan. Oh, man, I knew that she's, but she's, wasn't she, uh, she was born in New Zealand, right? Um, she's Australian, 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 Australian. Now I remember her, uh, from a show I loved, which was the American eyes version of, uh, being human. 
Uh, she played a vampire princess in there in, like, I think the second season. Uh, and she was okay. She actually got a lot of crap for that role because the character wasn't appealing. Her performance was fine. The character was annoying. Uh, she was on Doll Halls, as you said, and here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here she is uh, as uh, Takeshi's blood. Mm-hmm. And also- She was also on The 100, by the way. Oh, she was on The 100, is- okay. Which is where I saw her, and she's like badass in the hundred. And it's, uh, anyway. well, it certainly shows in this show. She's got a lot of range, um, and ultimately we find out she is the ultimate antagonist of this piece. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the big switcheroo at the end there. And let me ask everyone about that. Uh, what did you all think about that? That finding that out. Uh, John is shaking his head, so uh, he's obviously not a fan of that. I overall, I think she's badass and awesome. But I also felt that move to be maybe the cheesiest move of the show. Why? I, I don't know. Just something about it, just like, oh, I'm the mastermind behind the mastermind behind the mastermind. And I'm, you know, 10 layers deep into, you know, controlling, pulling all the strings on everything. I'm going to have. Like, how did you. How, how I, one, I figured I it out. It just was too. Complicated. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, it's not. It wasn't that. It wasn't that hard to figure out. But I mean, I. I'm I'm on the same side of John, although my my reasons are different because you have these two children who have been through thick and thin and the life and death literally, and then several episodes year, uh, later, albeit like over hundreds uh, of years, years, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like you're gonna I'm you're gonna um, attack. We're together. We're gonna be together. So it becomes an obsession, right? Yeah, yeah. So like. That's a serious um, transformation and a perversion of what was originally um, of intended. Something, a, 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 a true a, love, which gets really perverted, which is to a, a point where it's like, "I'm going to slip into your lover's body." You know? <laughs> I'm like, "Wow!" Well, yeah, there was some crazy. Wow, that's I, but, really but nuts. you know what? I think that goes to what we were talking about, Bancroft, of the idea that Takeshi was on ice, mm-hmm. so he's essentially was this kind of more or less the same person he was 500 years ago. Mm-hmm. She lived through all that. She changed. She, you know, it's, it was a hot, I, I, I think but, she's, she's, she's the ultimate example. And I mean, I, I, I love the fact that for once the bad guy is not like so obvious. I figured it out at one point. I was like, it had to be someone who knew Takeshi <clears throat> because when he gets into the VR world, and he meets up with Hemingway, which is the black guy, which is one of the bodies she wears. Mm-hmm. And at one point, she looks at him and, and she recognizes him and she says, Takeshi, you know, for me at that point, it was either Falconer right, right. or his sister. Like, it had to be one of the two. It had to be one of the two. It would, have to, be a gut, it would have to be a gut punch to the character. Right, right. So for me, it was very smart that they did this. But for me, she's mm-hmm. like, she's, she's, she's the example of this, like, very cute, adorable little thing. And throughout education and what you put into her and what you make her feel and what you make her do, and you put her in this situation of constantly having to survive, she goes crazy. She loses it. And, you know, in this, in this particular all, series, the explanation... decisions. You know, no well, one, yeah, no yes one and no her, in the sense... You know what I mean? Like, no one told her to behave a certain way. She, well, through her own discovery... Yes, and, yeah, yes and no in the sense that in the very beginning of this technology showing up, people changing bodies all the time was something that was relatively, you know frequent and then they discover that changing bodies from one to another to another actually drives the stack crazy whereas if you change body from your clone you're less likely to go crazy than if you were to change bodies from like one body to another to another and so for me she's like the victim she's 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 because before she had the money 
Sure, because if she before she had the money to make 5,000 clones of herself, you know, and store them for eternity, she was a, a little girl, she was a black guy, she was like lots of other people. And so she goes nuts. Her survival costs her 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 Yeah, her, that, again, that sanity. living that long, that living, and then, you know, again, it's a positive thing that she wants, you know, she's torn from her, her, her brother, her brother who did what he did for her protection. Yeah. Like said, no, 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 no. I'm going to, I want, I want her to be taken care of. Yeah. And so you can understand that. Not really. Not really. Okay. Not really, because early on when they're like meeting up with the resistance and being trained, she's already like, I want no part of this. Let's you and me versus the world. And it turns out she's the one who kills his lover before being a black guy. <laughs> you know what I'm right, right, this right. Was in her, this is in her. Right, DNA. right, right. Well, well, I don't know about DNA. I don't know about DNA, but it's like the experience. It's the idea that she had. She. This is a person. True who, that. True that. True that. She. She loved her brother. They were two against no, the they, world. They, right. And then, and then, and then she yeah, got yeah. torn away from him. The she gets reunited. Only now to feel I'm losing him all over again mm-hmm. uh, to, 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 uh, to, to this cause, to this other woman, you know, and then she gets then another 250 years to stew in that. No. Yeah. No, a- I'm saying after the death, I'm saying after she causes them all, all to, to. After to, she does the whole. Right. After she kills traitor, Falconer and betrays yeah, them, yeah. then she gets to stew even more in that. Yeah. But and that gets being, and it gets even worse. She did it it was already before that. I get yeah. no. But that's I, just a lot I, of. You're, you're, you're right. You're that's a lot of right. stewing and plotting. Like I've made some money over the years. I'm like you've became a meth. That's what you. That's became. exactly yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Exactly <laughs> the whole thing. And uh, um, I loved her performance, um, uh, because she's she's one of these things that you get to see with both Kinnaman and OG Takeshi. You know what I mean? And it's interesting that the show, you know, a show about identities and stuff, you get to see, you know, the connections, even if someone is jumping bodies, it's like, I'm still, this is still my sister. Uh, up to that point where I just, uh, me and Ed talked about this because oh. I said uh, that. Oh, Sorry. Okay. Yes, Sorry. Sir. Yes, John. Is it established how much time uh, is elapses from childhood to the second time they meet up? Yeah, it's again. We're five hundred years. It's it's uh, yeah. two hundred fifty years, dude. It's because two hundred fifty years nope. till they meet up to become envoys, and two hundred and fifty years till they meet up oh, with okay. you know yeah, yeah. Kinnaman Takeshi Kovac. I thought maybe that was like 40, 50 years later. No, 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 it's, no, it's, no, it's no, a, no. Much, a long time. And again, so um, she, uh, I, uh, I thought that they did a real good job of. Uh, I thought she was awesome physically. I thought that. She handled the action well, going to the point where. That... Oh my god, the ninja scene where she like you know when kills she comes everybody in, in the drone. Uh, as a, as Holy a, shit! As a semi-professional martial artist, um, I thought that some of this the the sword work was really good because it wasn't over the top. It was definitely fight choreography, but it also had a roughness to it. You're like, oh, I'm feeling each of these. I'm feeling each of these sword strokes to the point where. Um, me and Ed, I talked about. I told Ed. I said, uh, Ed, uh, you know this 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 thing's got a lot of influences. It's it's Matrix. It's this. It's that. Uh, also, um, it's Highlander. Here we are. <laughs> and Ed was like, "What do you What do you mean Highlander?" Is like, you'll We're know it. The you'll know it when the you see universe. it. And in that, that final that can fight, only be many. Yeah, the, well, we <laughs> well, no. I mean, think about how it literally was at the end there. Fighting to okay, 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 Ed. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, literally. <laughs> at the end there he uses the sword she uses her sword which is a gorgeous blade loved it 
Um, and then he... But he picks up <laughs> to fight her at the end. The Connor McCloud. That's katana. the Connor McCloud. Yeah. It is the it it's is exactly. exactly. You weren't kidding. You told me, dude. Yeah, I'm going to spoil it for you. I'm like, all right, fine, 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 fine. The Highlander sword is in this. I'm like, okay, all right. All right. And then when I saw it, oh my God, that really is the, the Connor McCloud blade. Really and literally, what do we have? Two immortals. Fighting each other. Fighting each other as this shit. And you gotta chop their head off in order for it to work. Right, to be true death. This is. um, And that's when I pitched to you no, no, no. Joel McKinnon, Joel Joel Kinnaman, he needs to be the next uh, Connor McCloud. And the Connor McCloud. Oh, which. I would, I would, I was like, you magnificent And then we bastard. went into this whole deep rabbit <laughs> hole about who to cast. Does, does and... Christopher Lambert have any kids that could be the actor in season two? <laughs> <laughs> All I know is I think if you're going to do Highlander, and now I want Joel Kinnaman to be Connor McCloud. I want uh, Antonio Banderas to be... Uh, do you feel that? That is the To quickie. be uh, Ramirez. <laughs> and uh, Batista should be uh, the, the Kurgan. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's... Oh my God! <laughs> right? Ah, uh, uh, Hollywood, we're onto something. We got the Anna seal of approval here. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, so uh, the the next character I'd like to get in because there's so many characters, but very key to Takeshi is the love of Takeshi's life, uh, the woman who quote unquote set him free. Uh, the character of uh, Quell Falconer, which is yep. what the names in this the names on and this show, and that's played by uh, Renee Elise Golds- Goldsberry. Who um, I, I I thought of very who we've, who we've seen like left and right in a thousand things, and this is by far one of my favorite of her performances. Yeah, she's you know first off again, like I said, here we have a romance between a woman and a you know a black body. Although we don't know what her original body was. That's I mean, true. Um, the the name that he says who who originally uh, is, is sounded Japanese. Oh, she was in Hamilton. No, it's okay, Alicia right. Alicia Makita, right? Something like that. Alicia Makita, yeah. She too, like she also sounded like a mix of two yeah, things. Yeah, and you know she is a you know, um, she's a rebel leader. She is leading the the fight against the meths, the fight against <clears throat> immortality, essentially for everyone. And it turned out she made. Invented them. Right. Yeah. What was the... Um, um, can we talk more about what this rebellion is about? Yeah, which was one of the issues it's we about talk about. Ending, we talk about slowly rolling out of the, sh- of, of the show and its mysteries. Religious As- fanatics ending the stack. <laughs> well, I don't know if she yeah. was religious. I think she was... It was more No, they want to put a limit on the programming. It was more that, philosophical. That- <laughs> yeah, she was like, 100 years, that's it. Yeah, she wants this- to limit the, 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 the possibility of the stack being reused and reused and reused kind of digitally, you know, mm. kind of like the way they made Zone 1 and Zone 2 in DVDs. Same thing. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only uh, 100 and, oh, and years that, of And life. that's why she made that speech um, uh, to her uh, to her tribe, which is basically saying, you know, like, I'm prepared to go in and die a real death. Who's with me? Right, and that's, yeah. that was so, that was such a great part because it showed, you know, the stakes and how even these people fighting this war kind of maybe didn't really... Don't you understand what we are really fighting here? What the real issue is? And, you know, them not... I think... I would assume that she never told anybody else. I think Takeshi is maybe the only person that knows that she was the one who invented this technology. Oh, yeah. I totally get that. And I thought it was a very... I love the romance. I love the fact that it wasn't this sort of like just, oh, you're hot, I'm hot. Uh, you know, sort of thing. Even though both of them are, you know, beautiful people. Hot for teacher. <laughs> I, I, I think she accepts him in at the beginning to like torture him. Like for me, that's kind of clear. 
that, you know, SeaTac has tortured the rebellion for so long that there's a there's a hint of vengeance in her eyes when she takes him in, you know, when they're on the bridge and they're having a discussion about whether he's going to join them or not. And I and I don't think that her her motives are like completely happy go lucky in the beginning. And I think that she she falls for him because she kind of gets you know that well, she, she gets is to see so much more than the SeaTac officer. Yeah, she sees what's inside of him, yep. um, both figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. when, through the training and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I also like the idea of Falconer was a great way to get. Um, you know, this was a gumshoe story, but it wasn't. Didn't have a. It didn't have a. Uh, a you know, a, a narrator. You know, the gumshoe narrating. Uh, you know, no. they had they had like a thing in the beginning, and then like a, maybe sometimes a thing at the end, but not throughout. But this was a way for him to get his his thoughts out and his character stuff by speaking to the hallucination of her. And uh, <clears throat> again, using it great. Now, is it, that ghost forcing? Yeah, you're also also wondering throughout the whole thing whether he's going crazy or not because one of the, yeah, one of the moments or one of the diagnoses, how do you diagnose somebody who's like going crazy? They have hallucinations and they have hallucinations of people that were there in their life before. And and so like Takeshi, you know, through uh, pretty much, you know, at least the first four or five episodes, you're like, yeah, you're just nuts, man. Yeah, this is there's you, something you, weird's you, going on here. Yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> and I, I would like to add that in the books is a very, very, very different character. She is not introduced apparently into the third book, and not there's no wow. not to the third book. Yeah, that's what I mean like by saying that they had right? had yeah. they had no no no. Even in there, not only she not introduced, but she has no past history with Takeshi Kobax. Oh. So um, this this the, uh, the, the putting this as a oh he is a, this is a love of his life thing. Um, she is literally just a terrorist from a bygone era who sort of gets her consciousness sucked into some sort of alien thing, and then her and Takeshi have to ally uh, for some situation in the third book. But it isn't the sort of background of oh. Yeah. You but know, here, here it's like it here it's completely like she sets everything in motion right i mean well i love the simple fact that you know here we have the cool badass character Mm -hmm. who's the person that makes him even more of a badass than he is because takeshi is already this a badass oh no i was getting into the the aspect of of who she was like she like the stacks were her idea like she she created them right she was a she was a a a coder programmer and 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 inventor and uh she she wanted to travel the stars and you couldn't do that being just in one in one life right. in one lifetime. In one lifetime. But then the ramifications of having the elite class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, it was not something that she saw. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's it's your typical it's your typical story of the scientist who figures out that you might have the, the best intentions for humanity. Yeah, but the rest of humanity yeah. might not be as purely motivated. Intelligence and wisdom are not the same That's thing. That's more like uh, Einstein. He regrets, uh, you know, E, e Oh, Oppenheimer, Einstein, Oppenheimer, the guy yeah. who flew and they know the gay. I mean, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, I, I, do, I think there are two, two more notable um, cast members I want to point out. Okay. Um, is, uh, first is Lizzie Elliott. Okay. Uh, Lizzie Elliott uh, played by yeah, Haley Yeah, that, that was the storyline that, in my opinion, was, where are they going with this? Yeah, dude. I mean... Uh, 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 yeah. Which I would like to uh, to, to uh, put this as a counterpoint to, we had our show about Jessica Jones, uh, or maybe a lot of these Marvel shows, honestly, maybe the majority of the, the Marvel Netflix shows. I mean, again, we... We, we love Daredevil season one and season two, hmm. and we love Jessica Jones season one, and we love Punisher. 
And after that, it's just kind of a really mixed bag of a lot of stuff right. where sometimes you go, where are you going with this? What is the story? Give what is the, the payoff? Give the hand a rest. <laughs> Give the hand a rest. <laughs> well, for me, for me, she's like Leda. That, that's who I think Lizzie Elliot basically is. Le- 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 Leia? Leda, Leda, Leda. I don't know how you pronounce it, Leda. Leda, Leda and the swan, and in, in like in, in basically in mythology, Leda oh, okay. sleeps oh, with okay. the swan, okay. oh, right, 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 and right. then gets pregnant, and so Hera like kicks her ass, and I think she loses the kid, and basically that's that's who, that's how yes. I got to the whole yes. Zeus and yes, Hera yes, yes, situation. Yes, yes, so, yes. For uh, me, she, you know, Lizzie is like Leda or any, you know, or or what's her name, uh, Perseus's mother, except that Perseus doesn't live, you know, in her situation. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, you know, uh, any any of the like the, the hundreds of women Zeus slept with, and Hera was well, like, mythology is a mythol- more, you, you know, know, one of the interesting things. I'm forgetting who it was, where I had heard this, but someone said this something about uh, Greek mythology. Says, you know what, most stories in Greek mythology are. A god or goddess sees a young mortal, they take a liking to them physically. Mm. They screw with them, maybe rape mm-hmm. them, whatever. And then most of the times in these stories, it's the mortal that ends up paying for a transgression. Right. You know what I mean? The god gets off scot-free. And exactly. it's the, and the mortal sometimes not having it's like, look, I was I was just a I was just here, a, here I was just a sheep herder who was sunning myself. And you know Apollo decided yeah. to come down, yeah. and, and now I'm cursed because Apollo wanted to fuck me. It's yeah. <laughs> and here's a it's complete, true. It's complete flip the script. Uh, you have the, uh, the 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 victim Lizzie being the victim of Bancroft, mm-hmm. but there's a whole entire un, uh, like unraveling of a plot mystery, going on. The how mystery. Did, how did it's it happen? the wife and oh, you know, again, and the lawyer. And... One of one of my favorite characters is the Ava Elliot, which is you know Lizzie's mom. Oh. I think she is. <laughs> Brilliant! I think she's funny. I yeah, think putting you know, her into the male body, obviously. Oh my god! Like how 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 hard it is. I, I don't know how hard it would be, but I, I hats off to the guy who played her. You know, because she's cross sleeved, and, <laughs> and, and and that whole idea was brilliant. You know, think oh, about. Oh, I mean, the, the, like... uh, introducing that idea was great when when Takeshi goes to the whorehouse, right? And she's I'm I'm so and so's that the other murder victim, yeah, right. uh, yeah. you know, I'm so and so's mother, and he's he just because his voice changes. And he's like, no, 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 I'm cross-sleeved. You know, I'm here, I'm, I'm coming back from my... And you realize, it's like, okay, the idea is introduced. You don't necessarily think, oh, later on they're going to do this with a character who's going to be And then they do it. And then they do it. <laughs> but all kidding aside, like, how cool would that be for actual transsexuals who feel out of body and want to be, you know, another sex? Well... Here you go, take the stack, bam, You know, the done. questions of identity on the show are so multi-layered. Well, I mean, it takes someone like Vernon Elliott to really look at this person who looks nothing like his wife and really go still accepts them. and still accepts him and 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 very mm-hmm. tenderly and physically also and um, and the fact that Lizzie's looking at her and she's like mom and like, knows she immediately gets, right. she knows it immediately like how how cool is that right yeah that, that that again going to the idea that you know in a world where you know bodies change it's the essential nature of someone that matters more than anything else uh, and then, of course, Lizzie then becomes this awesome uh, cyborg killing machine. <laughs> At the I end, know. there, <laughs> you know, finds her voice. Um, she, be- you know, she, be- she, in a way, at the same moment that we, she bequeaths almost her humanity to to Edgar. At the end there. Yeah, right. And she then replaces him mm-hmm. as an artificial creation with 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 humanity. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, it's just it's. And she keeps she keeps the body. I don't know what the body is technically called, but the changeling body, where she can go from like right, one right, physical right. aspect to another. I mean, how cool is that? You know, for someone who's lost their identity, yeah. she kind of says that, like, who am I? Well, I'm going to keep the body where I could be anything that I want. I, I thought that was brilliant, too. Now, uh, are there any more characters aside? Because there's one very important uh, well, minor on character me. that I, I need lay, to bring up. Lay it on me. Who do you want to bring up? The, fa- the godfather of all things, um, <laughs> uh, uh, Cyberpunk. James Brown. Matt Frewer. Matt Frewer, he is, he is, he is, he is the hardest-looking okay. man in Cyberpunk. If, <laughs> because without Max Headroom, Yes, I think none of this stuff. A lot would, of this would, would not be there. Would not be. Uh, just, just seeing Matt Frewer just shows up, and I was like, "Where'd they dig Matt Frewer <laughs> from?" All right, okay, Max Hedrum. Are we talking about the original Max Hedrum? Yeah. Yes, he is. Where the, was he? He, he was. He, oh, you didn't recognize him. He was him a ringmaster. No, the ringmaster. Oh at, my god. Yeah. Holy shit! Totally missed that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, because just, you know, don't have me back. That was just, just, just <laughs> judgment. Well, well. How could did, I miss that? Well, when you, if you ever go back to those scenes, watch it, and you'll definitely now be like, oh, he is kind of doing a little Max Headroom here. You know, there's a little. Oh yeah, bit... with the hair, but except that he's a redhead now instead of a exactly, blonde. and yeah, it's, no, a flat, it. it's a flat top and everything. It's a flat the... top, yeah. And I think totally it's it. more than it's. It really, I call him the Godfather because he was just. Max Headroom is, I think, for us fanboys, something way more deeper than just a a, a Pepsi commercial or a Coke co- 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 commercial. Well, co- again, co- there are those of us who were like. Who bothered to watch the, that Max? Yeah, it's not series. great. I'm not I saying did, that it's I great. Did, right? I did. Yeah, every we week, all did too. Every week, I was with you. Were living in the states at the time, I assume, right? Yes. And you know, it was on ABC, mm-hmm. and it's this strange, just like what I don't even know. As a kid watching it, you, it's magnetic, but I don't. You're not even sure exactly why, because it wasn't yeah. a show filled with action every week it wasn't laser guns and shootouts and you it go was, what you know, is Matt this Brewer about? <laughs> is an investigative journalist and, and his, the his brainwave his algorithms were uploaded into some sort of blah 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 and exactly there's and, a strange talking yeah uh, his his this uh, this ai version of him that's flipping around and you know he's sort of the he's the only reason the show exists is because of those pepsi commercials <laughs> but Suddenly now it's like we got to make a whole world to justify this, <laughs> and that's where the real drama and everything is. It's, it's, it's. A, but you know, he yeah, he was he was he was the the, the ringmaster in the. In, in, and the, I in, think in around the, uh, that time, I think that around that time, the idea of the the cyberpunking idea, where your brainwave algorithms can be uploaded into a computer. Well, um, those things were just sort of very well, new. Ed, and... I, you know, I mentioned, I name dropped um, uh, William Gibson's Neuromancer. Mm, right. Okay. Uh, which was the forerunner for Johnny I, I brought up Johnny Mnemonic. But... You know, it was a forerunner of Johnny Mnemonic. By the way, if you've never read Neuromancer, I just want to say uh, Johnny Mnemonic's girlfriend is a main character in Neuromancer. Mm-hmm. She mentions him and talks about who she used to love and talks about what happened to him and Oh, he he sacrificed a chunk of his you know old long term memories to be this courier for things and so on and so forth. And William Gibson is honestly the guy that we should be honoring as the father mm. of cyberpunk because he came up with all of these concepts before they were actually real things. You know, jacking into stuff. A lot of the terminology comes from William Gibson's work, and um, there had always sort of been this sort of. Um, what, what's going on? John, John's, John's giving me a signal. What do you got? What are you telling me? No, after you're done, I want to talk. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's this sort of thing where 
you know, the the sort of dystopian future stuff obviously comes from Blade Runner, but literary wise, it's all Gibson's work. And then you know, Mel from Gibson. him, we get all the rest of you know that's that's come since then. Now you want to what do you want to say, John? I want we got to also recognize the real cyberpunks out there. You know, uh, uh, Julian Assange, uh, <laughs> the Russian state. Uh, we we got to thank. Uh, into Edward, the jar, into Edward the jar. Snowden. Edward Snowden. Fa- fa- Facebook is is uh, well. We, we oh, yeah. Honestly, think the real I mean, cyberpunk. Uh, you thing. have to really think about how we are already seeing in in the real world this meshing of so many things of identity algorithms. Uh, you know, again, the sort yeah. of like you know, uh, which you know, I I I, I want to get this off my chest. You just you just touched on something here for me, which Satoshi, was Makano, <laughs> uh, you know, Bitcoin, you know. Bitcoin. Yeah, he's not real. Um, <laughs> um, you know, uh, you sent algorithm Ed, and you know a lot of people's criticism of this series was the fact that you said yourself, you said it's great. I give it an A, but I don't give it an A plus because it's derivative of other right, things. Right. It's because there's something more original. Well, yeah, yeah. There, there's something about that, but you know, I. To put it in musical terms, uh, and and uh, I, I don't know how familiar you are with the work of uh, uh, ACDC. Thunderstruck! <laughs> 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 uh, you know, I love ACDC to death, Ed. I love them to death. But I have no doubt in my mind that you could probably program a computer with an algorithm that could probably produce a perfect ACDC song because, you know, it's variations on right. a theme. It's very familiar. Yeah. It's Every ACDC album contains a, a certain level of a certain kind of songs. British lead singer. Listen, <laughs> al- al- altered, altered carbon for me, if, if you will, is kind of like fusion cooking. You know? Yeah. You take from like the best kind of stuff out there that you love to eat, and then you like take like the you know Chinese sauces and the and the Japanese simplicity and the freshness of Italian ingredients, and you've got like this like whole new thing that you do, and it's not because you know it's taking from Japanese and Chinese and 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 Italian kind of traditions that makes it any less pertinent and i kind of feel like altered carbon one of the things that got me all excited was that you do you walk into this world and the first thing you see is like all of the like you know obvious obvious aesthetics of blade runner that like ridley scott put together like 40 years ago you know was it that long 30 years ago sorry and so you know (laughs) well but the thing is it's it's fantastic isn't it because like how many other movies have you seen that are like successfully taking like let let me make a a, a parallel here like you you've got the world of vampires and vampires basically changed their face and how like they suck after you came out with blade 2 like now after blade 2 everybody has like the opening mouth mandibles of some kind the mandibles and the sort of like tongue that sticks out and like you know anyway and and and, the, and there's these things that you know are done well after Blade Two, and then this like vampires are just like Jesus Christ is Blade Two all over again, you know? <laughs> well, I think in and in going into this, especially um, at this point, we don't have any news about season two. Well, um, no, that's true. I'm very kind of cautious about uh, what's going to happen. Uh, I I tell you, I'm like if Joel, I, you and say it, Joel's not involved, I'm like I don't want. Well, no, no, well, I heard that he wasn't going to be in season two, and I don't think he should be. That's this a is rumor, the right? this is the sort of contention I have with me and Ed because I think that the books, as you said, it's based on as we said, it's based on books, and the books go into different areas. They sort of had a lot of seeds of things that would say that to me would suggest 
um, a second season would be more cosmic. Like this was an Earthbound story and yeah. a kind of a like small Gardens story and, and and a small story. Like I said, essentially a, a film noir, a mystery that has to be solved. And you know, through this, we got the background of the character in the world that we're going to be following. But I don't think that as gr- and I love Joel in this. I thought he was no Ortega, no season two. <laughs> but that's Listen, I, since since we're on the we're on the whole Swedish thing, I I I am honestly proposing Alexander Skarsgård for you know Takeshi hey. Kovac season two. I'm down. I'm down with that. I'm well, sold. Well, at, Kira, I'm back in the back. I'm back, back in it. Back in it. Yeah, I know you love your Skarsgård. Um, uh, actually, Anna, in the books, they make a very uh, apparently it's a, a point that they make that. Takeshi is not happy being in a white body. That whenever he has re-sleeved, you're right. I'm not happy being in a white body. You're not in a white body. <laughs> I'm not happy being in white America. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> anywho, ha. I'm very happy in my body. I have to say, I'm very sorry for you. Um, I'm uh, catching up. I'm I'm growing some boobs. Okay, okay. all right. Uh, in in the books, he's he always makes a point to re-sleeve into an Asian man. Again, the idea okay. uh, the idea that the stack, if it, if it represents the soul as something essential, says that essentially that's who he is. And there he is an always, identity that's associated with that's fantastic. That that's he won't, brilliant. And so, therefore, his time in Riker's body in, as Kinnaman, he, he he wants to get out of that. And who wouldn't? I mean, given the situation, given given how the the story. Ends. Okay, so I, I we we know sleeve. <laughs> exactly. I I, I, I actually, so who would we cast? Come on. I hope. Who would well, we cast I, I hope that they, I know. I hope that they either give us um, uh, original recipe, uh, Kovach, have him clone his old body, have him do something like that, or at least give that to another lead Asian actor because. I mean, how many again? How many times do we have series a series like this where the lead character is an Asian male who is going to be a badass with a unrequited love story of you know as torture? I mean, like this is you could this could and be a really I, 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 I completely agree with you, and 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 I'm I'm going to say something. You guys can edit me out, but but I'm a huge Ghost in the Shell fan, and mm-hmm. when the live action movie came out, I was like, really. Really, like of that all is of your women, whitewashing. Yeah. Of all of the Asian women that are on this planet, you got me, Scarlett Johansson. Like, come on, seriously. Like, wh- how how is that? How like who did you fuck to get that? Seriously, come on. <laughs> well, well, there's, I, there's, I, there's, there's I like a lot of men. I don't think that. I think like, it's just a know, case that she's you. a name. She I, was right. a name. And, you know, but, and they felt but, like but it's, 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 a huge it's a huge budget. It's a huge insult. It's a huge insult to the culture uh, and to you know, and to those well, fans uh, who like have. And, like, and, and, and I'd like to I'd is, like to point this out. They uh, went. They 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 had a poll in Japan and they asked like, "Are you offended by you know?" Scarlet? Most Japanese people no. were not actually they were offended, not offended by offended it. At all. They, they like, actually oh, the fine. Japanese uh, audience Love were it. like, "No, she looks like the okay. character." They were fine with that. But I do understand uh, as a wider point. Is the At fact that point. as a wider point, um, you know, there are, you know, Asian male actors are not given the visibility. And they're the, not. And, and, the, and they're the, totally and, not. And, you know, like, I'm, I, that's why I'm sort of very torn about uh, this particular series here, because William Lee, who was fabulous. You know, here's an actor. And who and, wouldn't want to see him come back right. in season well, well, I hear, was dope. He, here I am. I, you it know, was. that it was first a, episode was awesome. An Asian American, and I'm, and I'm, most of the media that I'm that I'm consuming is American media, and and, uh, and this is still, something that's been still white male leads, white male leads, yeah. and I've never once had to question, 
Never once had I had I had I ever had to go where the brothers here, where the brothers in this, you know, and I mean Asian brothers, right? Um, because I've already accepted into my identity. Probably Han Solo, yeah. Superman's, Batman's, you know, like these are the 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 identities well, this whole, that I've well, grown Ed, up Well, this with. is not something I don't think is just you. I mean, look at me, Miguel Alejandro Velas, you know, Jonathan Vergara here. We all have to, everyone in this room. You know, sorry that you're not in this room, man. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, everyone, I'm everyone, everyone in this room, as as a as a as a man growing up in American society, mm. has to always get that sort of like, uh, they're not really gonna give me a hero or protagonists that are me, really. Mm. So we have to latch on, unless it's negative. You know what I mean? Well, again, even unless black, it's like an ultra yeah, pot dealer. Yeah, we dealer, always have to have that dealer, problem, or Spanish, or it's very pigeonholed. You know, the yeah. Latin lover. You know what I mean? Oh, the Asian man's gonna be or the it's tech fresh guy. Off the boat. Yeah, or 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 Ed, or Ed. You know, even you know, even even black people have this. I mean, why do yeah. black people love Bruce Lee? Cause because it's a non-white look, hero right, a who's kicking ass, mm -hmm. you know. And he had a pretty cool like co-star in Enter the Dragon. It was, yeah, exactly. it was and 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 he beat up Chuck Norris. <laughs> right. And he beat up the white man. That's exactly. Right. There is By that the way, white ladies man. and gentlemen, this man bet against San Diego. In, in San, San Diego. Diego. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, compl I completely share what you guys are saying, and and again. As a white woman born in a predominantly white world, I have to say that I have not dealt with a lot of the things that you are facing, but I have dealt with other versions of racism. Oh well, again, and, 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 and as a woman, you you're a Latina. As a as a as a woman, Anna, I feel like a Latina. A, <laughs> as 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 a woman, Anna, though you do have a, a similar yeah. things where you know sure. where this sort of you know why are we still years later we're still having these debates about. Exactly. Heroines that's exactly where I want to go. That's exactly where I was going with this. I was like, you know, I kind of feel like, you know, we're entering into perhaps, you know, a very positive looking future where there are other things that are being explored and the possibilities are are endless. And I really hope that Hollywood is going to own up to, you know, this development and give the the, the right people the right roles. I mean, again, altered car. I get what you're saying about altered carbonet. I really do, and I and I completely understand. And I think you're right. And, and, you know, the whole Ghost in the Shell example was not meant to, to create discord, but it was meant to say, you know, for those of us who are fans, who would like to right. see somebody other than Scarlett Johansson get all of the, I mean, think yeah. about it. She's Black Widow. She's all over the place. You know, she's, you, you, you see her all the time. Representation matters. How cool would it be? You know, there's a lot of people on the cast in Altered Carbon that we haven't seen before or have not seen a lot of before. Mm -hmm. Take Ortega, take Max Tedrum, take, you know, take take Elliot's, you know... Uh, um, uh, the daughter, yeah, exactly. The daughter. There's a lot of, there's so many roles out there that are available for people who have, who are just waiting for their chance. Mm. Like... Let's maybe we should like stop thinking about it in terms of race and color, and let's just think about it in terms of who's the best for the part. Yeah, but even and, then, and, and even there's then, a lot of talent. Even out even there. then, I would argue that I do think that you know because the counter argument, Anna, as someone who's online a lot and deals with a lot of people who have a very passionate fans about different things, mm -hmm. I mean. You do have then sometimes these cases where a character that was often Caucasian gets switched, that they do a race bending, as they say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll they'll be like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, where's this double standard coming from? Why is it okay 
uh, for you to take a, a, a character that was white. I completely white. agree. And, I completely that, agree with you. I completely you know, I mean, agree with you. There, I think it, a, there, it, are, it, there are two sides. Now, as a fan of, now, as I've gotten older, I am, you know, when I was a kid, uh, and I'll, I don't know how many times I've said this, I'll, I'll, I'll say it again because it's, it really is an important, like, thing in my life that happened in terms of my, my fan passion. Um, I was one of these guys that was like, I'm an originalist. God damn it, if you're going to do Jimmy Olsen and you're going to do Jimmy Olsen on TV or movies, he better be a, a, a redhead, freckled white kid. He can't be a Jamaican, uh, Rastafarian gay guy. It's, you, yeah, that's not Jimmy Olsen. And I was well, very, my, very my answer, my answer to you is very simple, is that there's, there's two things here. First of all, there's the question of remakes. Right. Right. So remakes, there's something about honoring the original that I kind of get and I get why people get riled up. And then there's the idea of original shows or original scripts. Right. And in original scripts, you owe no legacy you know, right. to anybody. You know, no fidelity to some sort of original idea that you're remaking. And it's probably in those roles that I would most likely like to see people. Want more diversity. Cast. Yeah. Not just diversity, but but talent based, and also if we're gonna respect the fucking book where the guy is Japanese and Czech, then let's fucking respect. I mean, yeah, is I there that. really no Japanese Czech act actor out there? I mean, I'm sure in New York, there's <laughs> you're a gonna couple. find someone. Right, well, right. Like the mother is Japanese right, I love, and the father is vice versa. I just want to I just want to give like again the the sort of my come to Jesus moment on this. Uh, it really was. It really was. Um, where I was a guy who was like, it's gotta always be original. You can't. Race, Ben, you shouldn't, it's, if that's the character, that's the character. And it was the early 2000s, and uh, I was reading a Spider-Man comic book. And it was a Spider-Man story where this kid, he's imagining that he's having conversations with Spider-Man, uh, but it's kind of it's kind of vague at the, at the, at, for most of the story. And it's like, oh, he's, he's, he, the kid's not, have, doesn't have a good life, his, his mother's a drug addict. Uh, the only person who's like his, like, a, a good stand-up person in his life is his uncle. And uh, essentially the mother dies and the uncle tells the, you know, oh, you're going to stay with me now. I'm going to, I'm going to take care of you. You know, you know, you, you understand the uncle's a good person who is only looking out for this, this, this young African-American boy. And Spider-Man comes to see him one last time. And, you know, it's, that's when you get the, just, oh, maybe this is imaginary. And, you know, he tells him, he's like, well, I'm not going to be able to see you anymore. You're going to have to grow up. Things are going to be rough. But, you know, you're, it's going to turn out okay. Your, your, your uncle loves you, you know, but I, I can't be this crutch for you anymore, you know, this imagination thing. And so Spider-Man, the imaginary Spider-Man is about to leave, and the little boy says, before you leave Spider-Man, I want to, you know, there's one thing I want to ask. And he says, what, anything? He says, I want to see what you look like underneath your mask. So, again, they're very vague, and it isn't until this point you get, ah, it's, and Spider-Man takes off the mask. It's him. And it's either a grown-up version of the boy or his uncle but Spider-Man is a black person under the mask. The kid has, is the conception is, my hero should reflect me. Uh, you know, isn't it? And he hugs, he, he hugs the Spider-Man, you know, imaginary thing. And he cries and, you know, leaves away. And that's how the story ends. And I was reading this as a grown man. This was I, in the early 2000s. So I'm, you know, I'm in my 30s. And I just start crying. I, I have a full blown out like just like tears coming down my head because I, I, I got what that was set telling me because these characters and things like that are so important to me. And yet I not really always represent my favorite characters, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, Luke Skywalker. They're all yeah. white. 
They're all white. And so. Well, but that, I love that idea. And that's brilliant. And it's, you know, as a, as a student of art, I can give you a similar example with like Jesus paintings. Jesus paintings, wherever you go in Europe, looks like the guy next door. Mm. So you go into the north of Europe and he's like blonde with blue eyes. And you go to the south of Europe and, you know, you go to Greece and he's like, you know, dark hair, dark eyes. You go eyes. to Alabama. You go to yeah. Alabama, yeah, it might exactly. be a little right. more complicated, People, right. but, you know. <laughs> it's not, none of that is historical. But, but, it, right. but none is, of that is historical. It's but about it is what you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And like there so are, there, there will be evangelicals who will say, well, Jesus is whoever what you want him to look like, which by yeah. the way, it's, it's kind of heretical, but that's, that's my opinion. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, now I, I think this is, I think this is great. Um, and then ultimately being kind of business minded here, this is translate into, are you, are ratings because subscriptions uh subscription increases for for netflix is net netflix doing well with this show uh I, that's one of the things about it like huh. you said for a second season um i would say that i, I haven't read every review mm. but my takeaway was that good? it was good but four, four out of five stars but, basically but also a little mixed i think the reception was not horribly mixed you know what's crazy it depends on where you look. Uh, I just saw a statistic. Go- like Google use reviews is ninety four percent positive. Right. Um, IMDb is like eight point four. Right. Out of ten. Then Rotten Tomatoes sixty percent for some. Yeah. Well, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes also, like it, yeah. Yeah. that's why they're called Rotten Tomatoes. Well, there's also a question of are we talking are we talking professional are we talking professional critics just, just versus general, the general, general audience? General audience. Uh, those, again, that you have to be very specific because even Rotten Tomatoes and all these others, they have like the audience user and then the, the pro critics. Yeah. And I think the pro critics were mostly positive, although they, they were, and I think, I don't know, my interactions with people online have been ones where they were like, it was good, it didn't blow up my socks And Metacritic, off. which is an aggregate of, of a lot of the, 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 the critical... The, the, the critic scores, it's at 64, yeah. which isn't bad, but uh, still. It's... It doesn't seem that, it, again, I think it was mixed. And I think I think part yeah. of the reason, Anna, is something we touched on earlier, which was it doesn't hold your hand. It doesn't hold your hand. <laughs> right. But you know what? If, if I can use us for one second to just publicly advertise out there and make also a call back to one of our earlier episodes, which was the <laughs> Firefly episode, right? Fucking Netflix, don't be like Fox, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly... You're going to have at least 10, 20 years of people coming after you, you know, because <laughs> if they don't finish this cycle up. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not just about the cycle. It's about, you know, those of us who might not always be, you know, the largest voice um, also would love enjoying to be represented a, once. Yeah. yeah. Enjoying and like, something cool like this. If, 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 if 20 years or 15 years after its existence, Firefly is still making people like scream about the fact that they want a new series, right. then there had to have been something there that mm. was perhaps at first intellectually challenging, which I believe Altered Carbon to be as well, because it really doesn't hold your hand because you do need to pay attention because there's a lot of details, you know, yeah. just simple ones like, you know, fucking three moons in the sky can't be Earth, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, but here's the thing. Why Why is this even a, a question when you got things like Iron Fist? Yeah, yeah, getting its seconds here exactly. Give me ten more seasons of this. That's a great point. Exactly, uh, yeah, and yeah. and also, you know, just the just the fact. I, that, I'm glad I wasn't the only one about. You know, that. Um, <laughs> I, I think there is one, however, one big thing, and I've I've read this uh, from the the author of the original book and. It and must show be runners. expensive to make. It's it. This was already an expensive show it in this really sort of in this universe where you know they kept everything in this San Francisco Bay City yeah. thing. Yeah. 
the other books, if they're gonna base it, it goes cosmic. Like well, but I mean, yeah. it goes into guys, space I mean, and stuff. It's very think, think think about Game of Thrones. I mean, I hate to get back to this, but seriously, in terms no, of you production don't. You love to get back to it. Annika. I do. I love Game of Thrones, but in terms of production costs, you know, for the, for for seven years now, these guys have been paying out millions of dollars for a series. And they've gotten not only back what it was worth, but they've made some and have created a sort of like international mm-hmm. worldwide phenomenon, right? So sometimes you just got to like, you know, squinch the butt cheeks together and hold on tight <laughs> and wait for season two. <laughs> and, you know, and Anna, you're get your Anna, back. Anna there is, I could not have ended this better than that. <laughs> we need to, to, really. to squeeze the butt cheeks together <laughs> and, and hope that tight. we get, and hold on tight. But you know what? We we've we've done a, a review. We've looked at all the characters, but I don't feel like we went around and actually expressed overall like how you felt. Okay, so uh, that's well, true. I think we're getting get, when did, we're, we're when getting did you, to that this point. When did you when did you take over the show, John? Huh? When when did when did you take over the show? Huh? Dude, he's getting clever. <laughs> he's getting clever. Uh, so let's do that. So John, you know, just just sum up your sum up your feelings in the show. Uh, oh, so overall, I thought it was a great show. Um, I have minor. Minor cheese issues because it's so really? serious. But then out of nowhere, like I felt like the the sister at the end. That well, yeah, you'd said yeah. The 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 master of all puppets, you know. Uh, On the other hand, thing. every story has to have certain coincidences. You can't get over it. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. you want, if you want to, you know, especially something that's genre wise. Yeah. Um. But you you overall you would you, you would yeah would you kind of agree with Ed where it was like it's an A not an A plus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it's it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, a ninety. Yeah. It's a ninety. It's a ninety percentile. Uh, Anna, your uh, your your ultimate <laughs> takeaway from from the show. I really loved it. I would go a little higher than ninety. I'd go to ninety two, ninety three. But I agree with you. There are a lot of cheese <clears> factors. <throat> um. I mean, I I. I like cheese. I live in France. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you gave it. Oh, uh, fromage. Yeah, so I, I, I fromage. go up a couple of points just because of the cheese, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Not a lot of bad cheese, but just every now and then because it's so right. serious. It's so poetic. <laughs> it's so noir, like you say. And uh, but then out of nowhere is just like I don't know. It's it's like it's good fusion cooking for me in terms of sci-fi. I, it I really love, is. I love the, I love that now. now Edward, friend. you're I, I you know like I was really very surprised because to me in my book anything is is good if what I started out with and then you know is is sort of like eh, and then like towards the end of it I'm like wow mm-hmm. because this completely sort of uh, change my my perceptions of things, especially someone like Joel Kinnaman. Uh, and again, yeah, like here I am. I'm, 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 I'm trying to make a big deal of the whole whitewashing thing, but at the same time, I'm very accepting. You're in of, love of, with of Joel. It. Yeah, I am so in love with Joel. Yeah. And it's and to do with him specifically. Yeah, and, the, right. Yeah, yeah. Well, pff, that body, man. Come on, you know. <laughs> but uh, but bud but we know. we very much want to be want to be that which we consume, right? And I go, I want that body. That's what I want, right? <laughs> if you can get, if you can, well, but, but you 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 could you could consume the body and not necessarily own it, right? Of course, of course. Okay. But because um, if if we're gonna live in that world, then I really need to work on my, you know, Ortega physique. <laughs> but you know, I mean, uh, things like a. One of the, one of the things that grabs me um, from watching the show is not just the the, the action and and the and, and the plot and the story, but it's also the 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 overall overall themes, religion, which is something that's very yeah. very near and dear to my heart. Yeah. 
uh, as a as a closet theologian, you know, and I like I like to take spend my time thinking about these themes and the big questions of why we hear who we are and especially being a being a believer myself. Um, there's a lot that you can take out of this. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Out of the series, there's a, lo- a lot to chew on. There's a lot to chew on here, and it's going to yeah. be—it's going to be something that I'm going to continue to chew on, um, uh, um, going on even way before, uh, probably just twiddling my, th- uh, rather than twiddling my thumbs this, for season two. This is a show worth seeing again. Would you? Here's you my question. Yeah, you know what? He's completely right. This is something I wouldn't mind rewatching because there's just so, so much details going on. and all the, the delays. I did yeah. that. I did that this weekend. <laughs> you, oh, did you really? Uh, here, let me ask you I a mean, question. I did. I, I oh saw the, the whole let, show let, like two months ago, and then preparing for today, I like watched the whole thing all over again. Uh, can I ask Would anybody be interested in the books? Did did seeing this make you go? I yes. I want to I, I want to read this as a, the original story and uh, get that flavor for it. And so everyone's sort of like, yeah, because yeah, I I'm at that. Yes. Uh, for myself, well, I'm uh, not done yet, though. Oh, you're not I'm done. Not Theology. Yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's not so much. Yes, Pope Francis. No, but you brought up something which is about the books because um, the books are. And this is classified as hard sci-fi. Yeah, very like like, like Dune, right? You know, Dune, which which. Nah, we've had this discussion. What? Dune is not hard sci-fi. People are. People are bending space Fine. and time. D- with- Dude was classified in poli- political science, wasn't it? Bo- what's that? Wasn't Dune classified in political science? <laughs> but I'm... Okay, anyway. <laughs> but, but, you, you, but you were saying, but it's hard sci-fi. Yes, this is... Well, it's, it's, it's one, of those, one of those type of um, uh, sci-fi genre novels that deal with those big questions about... Society. Society and... Identity. Really, God, God, you know, you that know, whole again. thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, for, for I, I completely agree with you. And you know what? My, what this makes me think of? It makes and uh, you're gonna all go boomy. But one of my all time favorite movies is Contact. Okay. And for me, the the Ooh. religious question. See, here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> I I did. I thought it was brilliant. And the religious question in Contact is kind of like the same. You know, religion and I, I, aliens is kind of like the religion question that they give you in Altered Carbon. Not at all the same question. But it's about religion and how do you treat it in intelligent matter? And, you know, where do you go from here? Belief. Yeah, belief. How do you treat belief? Do you treat it mathematically? Do you treat it, you know? Well, you know, this is this is something, you know, like I don't want to get into the whole, you know, what my attitudes are when it comes to religion and everything like that. But every time someone like Hitchens or. Or, or even Neil deGrasse Tyson, who sometimes some of the things that they say in the out public is very anti-religious. And I go, hold on, you're a scientist. What is your job about in commenting about the big questions in life? It's not about your your job is to talk about why things are the way they are, not about. No, I'm sorry. How things are the way they are, not not why. Why? Right. You know, and so- that's that's always the big pitfall with I believe with scientists and. Uh, you know, I'm also a closet okay. scientist. You know, I, I when it uh, in, with with technology and all those hey, things. Hey, right? what? Sun's getting low, big guy. Thank you. <laughs> but don't don't, can... don't let him tease you, Ed. I I, I mean, all, I'm wearing my cross, so you're not closeted alone. Oh yes, you. yes. No, no, no. Well, hold on, people. No, it's a good is, thing. This is inside. It's it's it's, it's a good thing we're not streaming uh, uh, video, right? This guy just flipped me the bird. <laughs> About 20 minutes ago, he was all like, we got to wrap but, up but here. But I, I flipped you my, my, my breasts, you <laughs> yes, know, okay. to, to make up <laughs> so, so, so he's all, he's all like, we got to wrap up here. And now uh, we're getting an encyclical here. Well, it's the well final again, but, it's the you final know, word. 
But I mean, if if there's anything to take away from this, mm-hmm. from, from from my perspective, it's I'm a little sad. I'm a little saddened because I want Netflix to continue Something making like things this. like this. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I was asking about like, is this receipt being received really well? Mm-hmm. You know, um, because uh, I would say that the the reception people have said that it was sort of sold as Netflix's Game of Thrones. I think they had a lot of high hopes for mm-hmm. it, and I think that I'm not sure it had definitely reached that. It's definitely but not th- taken off like uh, like a Game of Thrones. Like Game of Thrones has after it went first from its season. first season. Yeah, yeah because but the- I will say that I think that. By the nature of the show, it is different than Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, it's more it's of doesn't, a niche. It's doesn't. Re, it's not relying on the spectacle, right? Um, yeah, maybe it's a little bit of the sex is the same thing. Mm-hmm. But this Game of Thrones, you are in it right away. Mm. I think here a select and that came off certain with a type big of Lord of the Ring high too. Yeah, and this is <laughs> this is also a case. Of I, where I think. Joke, I think. I honestly think I honestly think you're wrong, Miguel. I'm sorry to say this, but I honestly think you're wrong. I think that Game of Thrones has altered carbon as a lot of other really good and intelligent series out there. Uh-huh. You're either really into it right away or no, no, not no. at all. No, 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 no. And, and, but see, and, I, 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 here's what. Let, let me let me let, let me finish. Hold on. Okay. Let me finish. I think it's the, I think, the, the I only think, the only I, the only advantage that Game of Thrones has, if I may, was that, is that it was it's a been book around. Series. Yeah. From, oh my god. Since for like Twenty yeah. years before. Well, well, no. Well, again, let let me finish here. Is that I think that. This is something that it maybe would take a little bit to really get into it. It will snowball. I think that because let me make the comparison. Because even look at me. I mean, like again, I was like, uh, "What is this again?" And then it's like once I finally discovered it. I was like, "It was a oh, what it was a big leap." I'm going to make the comparison on it for the first time because I had no prior knowledge about it. I had no idea Mm. what it was. No one told me about it. It was it at was least with, let, let, at least with Game of Thrones, like, you knew what you were getting into buzz. right away. Here's, here's yeah. a I'm getting dragons. I'm getting medieval sorcery. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. this. Here it was like, oh, here's a shot of Joel Kinnaman with a with a uh, a rainbow unicorn backpack. Uh, oh my god! What is this <laughs> about? <laughs> let me let me um let me make the comparison here. Uh, it, you know, like can this be comparable, uh, similar to something like BSG, Battlestar Galactica, which oh, yeah, also absolutely. dealt with very heavy. Yeah. Religious a lot overtones. Of the same, yeah. A lot of the same ideas. Yeah. But the thing a with, lot of the same ideas. But the th- and the thing about Battlestar Galactica, which is what also made it so incredibly um, successful, it was that it was always programmed for four seasons, mm-hmm. which I think it could be very... I okay, think, very good. Right. So I think that Altered Carbon has that 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 um, in, the, the same ingredients to it in the sense that you can't go on for 10 seasons right. with it because you can't. But if you program it intelligently from the very beginning and you spend like, you know, three or four seasons which are going to just make a ton of money and a ton of success because you know that there's an end to it and we're going to concentrate on the meaning, on the explanation, on the characters, on the acting, on all of the good things that make you want to watch it, then I think more people are going to subscribe to it. Battlestar Galactica was a phenomenon, not just because it was intelligent, but because the producers from the very beginning said to you, one of the things that's making series die is the fact that they're on for like 17 Mm -hmm. years. Right, right. How many different accidents can we have on Grey's Anatomy? Seriously. <laughs> exactly. Do we have to fucking bring down the goddamn plane with Grey on it. Exactly. You don't get that here. I you mean, don't get that but, on Battlestar. You don't get that on yes. smart shows. I, I, I bring, I'm going to bring up the joke again that, that, that they had on Portlandia. Uh, with uh, On Portlandia, where um, it's, it's Fred Armisen and Carrie Bronstein. 
Um, they got to go to a dinner. They're like, um, you know, we got we got some time to kill. So, uh, hey, you want to watch Battlestar Galactica? Okay. So they pop it, in, <laughs> pop it into DVD. Yeah. And then like, watch you know, every, all of it. Like, oh, my end. God, that was amazing. Oh, do we have a little bit of time? Yeah, I think we got a little bit of time. They put on the next DVD. Oh, my God. That was just, that was just great. That was just great. Like um, another one. Yeah, sure. But well, we're going to be late. It's OK. But oh, my God. And then it just goes on and on until it's like, you know what? I, 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 I called my boss. I lost my job. So uh, shall we go to the next one? Yeah, yeah. You know, next thing you know, it's like three days later, they're, st- they're like, is that it? Wait. There has to be the in, an ending, an ending. And then they go and they find uh, a, a man named Ronald D. Moore, a black man living in, <laughs> in, in not Portland. Who's not the actual, not the actual, actual guy. To write, they persuade him to write and produce the last episode. I don't, and I'm, my, what I'm trying to get is, is, is there that, is yeah. there any of this going on? You know, that level of passion. That for level show. of passion. And, for and I would say again that I think it, we got to remember also the other part is that we're dealing with a different, a sort of paradigm from Game of Thrones. Mm. This is all, it's Netflix. It's shot out into the culture all at once. Yep. It's yeah, 10 episodes. True. And, you know, we're only two, two and a half months from its release. So, it, you know, people may show. take some time to pick up on it and see what it is about. Again, like I said, I was like, what what is this about? And it's like this, the advertisements. You're not quite sure. What are the themes? What are they again? Okay, Joel Kinnaman's got a rainbow unicorn backpack. What is this? <laughs> this may have been a show that would have benefited from slow release. That maybe slow, if it had been like yeah, once a week. yeah, maybe that would have been. You got to watch the next one rather than no, like I, I, here's one I shot. I disagree. I, th- I well, think yeah. this is where Netflix is brilliant because you know you've got series bingers like me. Like the way that I yeah. saw it was, I literally am on Netflix every single day, <laughs> and it was like the you know the, the, the when you open up Netflix, you've got the advertising to like their new show or the next thing that's coming or coming soon. Coming and so soon. I saw the trailer for Altered Carbon, it stuck it on done. my list. Mm. Exactly, and the minute it was released, I went through it in one day. But Jeez. I'm I'm, Damn. I'm a binger. I really am a binger. So I will sit down for ten hours straight and watch something. How you many know, cigarettes because... did you have? See? <laughs> she stopped smoking. I, I she stopped smoking. smoking. Oh, she's on the e-cigarette. I've got, I've got oh. a e-cigarette. Now. <laughs> oh. uh, see, see, whereas whereas I'm a type of guy that uh, if I like something, even though as much as it's like. Oh, I gotta see the next one. The next one. I try and keep it down to like two per day. <laughs> no, or, I, I or, can't. Or, like or, or my, my whole thing. Because I don't want to have is that. Watching it like three or four times over. Like yeah, I've see, seen Battlestar Galactica yeah, that's entirely. Like, well, yeah, I, I, five times, I will. I will. So. I will rewatch them. You know, a full cycle too. But for me, when it's something new, I and I, if I'm enjoying it, I will go like, okay, don't. Don't do like four in one day because then this experience is just going to be cut short. Whereas, I'm a little concerned well, because yeah, I'm a, I get I, it. and I'm a little concerned because Leita Caligridi is the showrunner. Uh, she she was an executive producer in Birds of Prey, Bionic Woman, <laughs> Terminator Genesis. Do we see a pattern here? Yeah, yeah. not good. Well, but she's but she's she's hit gold with this and the uh, uh, the authorist uh, involved in it as well in the development of the show and you know. They're talking about again. It's like, well, a second season. Uh, you know, I'll have to rejigger some of the more cosmic aspe- uh, aspects to maybe make it a little more uh, budget friendly. But uh, I hope that for me, uh, saying why I like, I just love that it was intelligent, that it was a textured world with textured characters. I hope that it doesn't nothing... go the way of Mark. So I, I don't know if this is true, but if Very Netflix sad. ever doesn't do season two, Very I'm going to yell at them because <laughs> they. Sc- they screwed up Sense8. They basically right another off, show right? about identity. In order to have and... money, 
yeah. to do something else, right? right? So now you took your money from fucking Sensei. Use it properly. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm sad about Marco Polo. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, see, see, all right. Now we're ranging all over the place. Okay. Uh, overall, uh, What's your I would. Final verdict. Uh, for my, I just for your I, personal concise final verdict on the show. I, I would say that um, I enjoyed the show in the same way that I enjoyed reading a good science fiction uh, novel. Uh, like I said, it had texture. It had excitement. Yeah, let's be honest. It had sex. It had violence. It had it had mystery. It had uh, at a core great character and intriguing, interesting ideas that they explored, and yet had still more to explore. So I definitely want a season two, and I hope more people, you know, discover the show, enjoy it because good, thought provoking, but also, you know, exciting, interesting, and engaging stuff doesn't always come along all the time. It's a total package. It's a it's a good total package. Uh, uh, you know, I'd give it. I I would agree with with Ed. It's a it's an A, it's a solid it's a, a solid A yeah. type of show. Yeah. Uh, we have to wrap this up here. As always, <laughs> it's a shame to have to leave you, Anna. Um, but you are all as always. You know, the door or at least the electronic door is always open. And oh, don't uh, we have to plan a show. Isn't she coming to Brooklyn? She's you're be she's gonna be coming I'm to coming the USA. Brooklyn. You know, gonna have her I'm in studio. Coming to, she's, she's coming to Brooklyn. Uh, we're she's gonna have to, to the find, USA. Well, hopefully, we'll have something worthy, a subject worthy of you. But do uh, but what, do stay whatever you want me to watch. You let me know. <laughs> I but oh, folks, I uh, do stay tuned for our next show. Uh, our next and, show. And if, there, if there's a book before it, let me know so that I can read. So it. she can get everything exactly. <laughs> Uh, Stay tuned for our next show. Uh, we're gonna be deal. We're gonna be reviewing Infinity. Avengers: Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity <laughs> War. So yeah, uh, 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 AJ will be contributing something for that. We hopefully will be able to get out to the theater altogether to see it and 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 get that one out as soon as possible because we know this is the this is the big celebration. It's almost like a ten year anniversary yep. for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, so once again from here in Pancake Studios, I would like to thank the facilities provided to us thank by you, one sir. Jonathan Vergara. Uh, as always, my co-pilot on this. Uh, adventure. This adventure. <laughs> this adventure. God, that's another. <laughs> See, you, you can't. You don't want to stop. That's another one we've got before. Before uh, you know, oh, uh, right the next yeah. month after. Uh, and and our and I, our ass as always. Uh, um, a, 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 international correspondents. Uh, the lovely uh, Anna Maria Stanimir Gromo. I'll never get used to that. <laughs> and Just a AMSG is good. AMSG. <laughs> and uh, to thank all of our listeners out there. And again, until next time. To, to be, be continued. <laughs> <laughs>